the pot party, the trippers, the grasshoppers, the hip ones, all gathered in secrecy and flying high as a kite. Outside the boundaries of their phony world of kicks is the ever-present possibility of discovery. This must be avoided at all costs, for discovery brings with it the penalties of society, shame, arrest, prison. So destroy the evidence, leave not a trace, burn it in paper trash. That way they can deny possessing the illegal marijuana. They can say the flaming can is part of a game. They can lie, they can swear. This time the gang's lucky. It's not the law, or discovery, or problems. It's just their supplier, Pete, with his number one chick, and a new guy looking for kicks. Forget it, man, and get with the countdown. Shake this square world and blast off for Kicksville. A little bit awkward. There's like this long silence, and we're all just like kind of staring at each other and shit. It's just a little bit awkward. It's not a lot awkward. No one would really know unless we're revealing it. Uh, yeah, know? I don't feel awkward. I mean, <laughs> no. Okay. Well, the show got off to a pretty rough start. I mean, I feel awkward now. <laughs> if it wasn't awkward before, it was awkward. Definitely awkward now. I mean, anytime you start a show with the word awkward being repeated over and over and over, it's going to kind of, you know, be a little awkward. But I, th I think it's kind of super important because awkward every time you guys start a show mm -hmm. and, you know, I've been watching like backlog stuff that okay. you guys have done. Oh, man. You guys are always like, you know, this is a super rough start. <laughs> and I think it should always be a super rough start. <laughs> like, do whatever you can to make it incredibly difficult for it to be smooth. Yeah. yeah. By design. I mean, it happens pretty naturally. Yeah, I think we handle that on our own. That's what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> this is the show for you. You are our target audience. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't like a good theme song. Well, I, I do think your theme song is good. I was actually curious. Did you guys record that yourself? What's that? Which part the of it? The intro. The just like the instrumental, the little like the flute thing or yeah. whatever. Yeah, that's one of my beats. Yes. Is it really? That's from one of my beats. Yeah, I just took the drums out and made it the theme song. How often? How many times did you have to like iterate through to just get that? Where you were like, "That's what it's gonna be. That's the first thing the people are gonna hear." I don't know. Did we didn't really put a lot of thought into it? Like, uh, I think Renee was the one that told me like, just put one of your beats. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I just like went through my beats and that just seemed like the most appropriate one. And like yeah. I showed it to him. He liked it right away. And yeah. I think it. originally I wanted to do like a snazzy jingle. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's human sushi. <laughs> of course you did. Human yeah. sushi. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But yes. But then once he, he talked me out of it, then I was like, yeah, definitely a beat would be dope too. You know? Right. 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 So let's uh, introduce <laughs> our oh, guest yeah. who we've been talking to for the past five minutes. Yeah. It's not a lot. What's up, bro? <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Welcome to Human Sushi. Happy to have you, man. Uh, it's I'm actually excited about it because it's very rare on this podcast that I get to talk sports, particularly right. basketball. You mm -hmm. know, right? Yeah. Because Renee just kind of checks out. Right. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so it's this game where you know you have a round ball, you got to dribble it, uh -huh. and you got to throw it through a hoop. That's right. If you right, can get right, good at right, it, right, and you will get paid millions. And for it. dribbling is, but just bounce it off the floor. Ah. Uh, Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, you'll, you'll be great at it. Give it a shot. It's a good game. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a shot. Got it, got it. So you're currently um, in the business of sports or interested in, in getting into the business no, of sports? No, so, so I, w I run a company called Just Ball Marketing. Okay. And what Just Ball Marketing does, we specialize, or we represent athletes. We specialize in sports marketing and branding. What that means is if you look at an athlete's life off the court, right, or off the field, you're looking at sports endorsements, sponsorships, appearances, when they're on podcasts, kind of like this. Um, there's got there's someone usually who takes care of that for them, mm -hmm. right? Who builds mm -hmm. their brand off the playing field, outside of the four lines. 
And that's what I do. Um, originally, I wanted to be an agent, and I finally got one internship about two, like a year and a half, like two years ago, over two years ago. And I just like didn't build relationships with athletes the way I wanted to. I really wanted to work on the marketing side. I wanted to work with like brands. I wanted to work with like the Nikes, the Adidas's, you name it. Mm-hmm. And after one or two more internships, I was just just decided to go on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So nice, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to play sports as a kid? Like, is that usually how it starts? Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when so before I, I like I was telling Renee like before I got into a relationship and gained a bunch of weight, <laughs> which Sophia is trying to help me lose. <laughs> uh, I, I played basketball every day, and and when I was younger, I played at a pretty high level in terms of like the leagues and and you know at school and like I just went out looking for a competition. Mm-hmm. And I always told myself as a kid, if I didn't play in the NBA, I was going to become a sports agent. Like I don't know, have you guys ever seen Jerry Maguire? Yeah, yes. of course. Yeah, one of the greatest movies of all time. You right. Know, <laughs> before Tom Cruise became, you know. Tom Cruise, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Scientology Cruise, right? Yeah. Before, um, uh, yeah, before Katie Holmes or whatever. Mm. So yeah, so I was like, you know, if I don't do that, mm-hmm. I'm going to go into the business of sports because the business of sports is—is is that movie what gave you the idea? Yeah, that's when I first understood what mm. happened outside of like athletes just playing a sport, right? Like when you're mm. a kid, when you're like five or gotcha. ten, or even you know maybe even when you're 13, you're just like, okay, so there's people who work at the arena. Mm-hmm. There's people who play sports and there's people who come watch them. Right. 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 right? And there's maybe somebody who owns the team and pays. Sure, you have yeah. no concept. Of you know maybe. what you see. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Jerry Maguire showed me not only like what it took to be a sports agent, but also what it took to be bad at it or or to be or how rough the industry was. Not bad at it, how how rough it was. Mm-hmm. And I was I, I wanted to, to go all in on it. Mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, going to college for a while. You know, when you're Middle, so I'm Iranian, right? My parents are Persian. When you're an immigrant fa- family from, uh, you know, from the, your parents come here as refugees, like you, they always say you, you could be three things. You could be a, a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. Mm-hmm. And for like a while, I was like, I'm going to go become, you know, I lost sight of what I was doing in terms of like what I wanted to do. So I went to, tr- I tried to become a doctor and then I just dropped out of school and I was like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go all in on the sports game, you know, right. and figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah. So I, I I love it. It's been two years now that we've been I've been running this company, and every single day is its own like master's degree. It's its own PhD degree. You just learn so much. You take so many L's. Mm-hmm. You gotta love losing. Right. Yeah. You just gotta absolutely love it. Yeah. yeah well, even in sports in oh, general. Yeah. yeah of mm-hmm. course. So so we actually what's interesting is like we did this. Uh, I did this like assessment a while back, and it kind of like tells you about like your personality, right? It tells you like uh, like wood it's like related to the elements of the earth like wood and metals and and you know woods are i'm a wood for more reasons than one sorry yeah you love it I'm i love it year old child no 100 <laughs> he said wood yeah <laughs> you're like just banging at the bottom of the table i was just so he said it i'm sorry man. no no <laughs> it's also true yeah uh <laughs> you've earned yourself that pal I seven minutes it. into the show i deserve it <laughs> But uh, it was like, you know, people who love to compete and some somebody who's also in the, you know, next to me. Or we were doing this as a group um, with coworkers at, a, at, a, at the day job that I was working at. And somebody was like, yeah, I love to compete, but I hate to lose. Like, I don't want to do something if I know I'm not going to be good at it. Mm. Right. Interesting. I've said that before. You on have. The show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's something that's been a, a flaw of mine for a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's I understand it. Right. 
And I think at one point in my life, I was like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, it's kind of like, I think it's, I kind of look at it the way, uh, I, I guess the way I look at it is like one win in this type of industry where it's so difficult to just get one. Mm-hmm. Can some, it's, it could just, the magnitude of it no, weighs. No, 1,000%. Like I, I admire people pursuing their, their dreams. You know, like that is mm-hmm. what it takes. You're absolutely right. It takes to be in love with losing and take it as a lesson and as a win really as a step towards whatever you're trying to achieve you know yeah Yeah. and you but you make a good point like all it takes is one Mm -hmm. all you need is one win correct yeah Yeah. so it's like it's it's like a gamble in a way yeah yeah it's really what it is on yourself yeah you're gambling on yourself exactly you're just okay yeah and i appreciate that i mean but i think anybody it's not just the sports game right like Mm -hmm. whether it's entertainment entertainment is where it's like magnified the most because Mm -hmm. Entertainment gets so much mm-hmm. cross-sectional, like love through media and social media, mm-hmm. and but it Correct. happens in everything. Like You're you want right. to be a doctor, you want to be, um, you know, a podcast, whatever. You want to do anything. You're susceptible to the idea of just not making it mm-hmm. and i think right. once you're okay with that then you can actually like execute better and yeah. i think even if people get corrupted at somewhere down the line i think everyone starts off with good intentions you know people that are trying to be doctors are trying to help save lives you know i'm sure there was some uh cultural pressure or you know fa- family pressure or whatever but you know i think mostly if you chose that profession there was some part of you that wanted to help people you know very true. So, yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I shared with you guys, I have, uh, like, Crohn's, right? So, when I, I had a pretty, like, tough bout with it mm-hmm. in, like, 2010. And these, like, interns would come in and out of the room. It was at a teaching hospital. So, there was a lot of, uh, like, residents. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and I just looked at them and I was like, man, like, that's what I want to do. I want to make $50,000 for working 100 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like, I didn't care. I right. didn't care about that. I just mm-hmm. was like, I want to, like, help someone mm-hmm. and give somebody the same gratification yeah. that I had. And then I took like, like chemistry too, and I was like, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe this isn't for me. Yeah, but that's a good point though. That. You do have to. I think it has to come from like a good place. You know, like mm-hmm. I always, I always go back to it's all about intention. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So like, if you're doing something for the right reason, I think you're gonna flourish at it. Same thing with being a sports agent. I'm sure you know Jerry Maguire is a movie about how he connected with his, you know. Um, client with, with the know? one guy that like that chose not to yeah. yeah and and when you're starting out it's you it, i think in sports and entertainment uh whether it's like film or music or or uh, like against sports you kind of work for free for s- a long time like i still somewhat work for free mm-hmm. for with depending on who it is or what the deal is like I'll just to prove who I am, right? Like I'm not, right. I haven't been in this game. I don't work for a gigantic agency like a CAA or an Octagon. Like, mm-hmm. And you kind of just do it because you really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. But you got to be so okay with the fact that it, there won't be a huge monetary gain yeah. relatively soon. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's a skill in itself, knowing when to work for free too. Because right. your time is not finite. You know? Exactly. So it's like n- picking and choosing and knowing when, you know, where to place your, your time and your talents. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's something that I'm just learning. So, so when I started, when you start looking for like internships, when you start talking to people, you're just like, I'll do whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just like on right. crack and, and, and everybody has a little bit of crack in their hand. You're just yeah. like, whatever, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Um, but you're, once you start actually like getting clients, once you start actually uh, getting interest, then you got to kind of like pick and choose, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. not everybody wants, a lot of people act out of self-interest, which is totally fine. That's just part of it. But 
not everyone is okay with admitting that up front. So you kind of like go down this path with, with several people. And at the end you realize like, maybe I shouldn't have done that for free, but yeah. I still rather do it and gain something out of it. Cause there's sure. some lessons from the business side that, oh man, you could write books and books about it. It should be a college degree on its own. Right. Yeah. No, I'm sure. Yeah. People twist business. I was just watching uh, Silicon Valley, and I learned so much from that show. What a you great know, show, but, man. You know, it is a great show. Yeah. Are you keeping up with the new season? I am. I saw yeah. I saw the uh, the episode where like the guy offered a, a billion in blood money. That yeah. is the last episode, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's the last one, yeah. And the most composed character is the girl, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, forgot, I forgot her name. Uh, the, the, v, the girl who was part of the VC firm. Yeah. And she's like smoking the cigarette, like talking about the anti-abortion. And she's like freaking out. That was like, such a great choice for that character. I love that. Excellent. Yeah, that was good. And the dude who plays Richard. I don't know. His, I forgot his name, his real name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yeah, I forget his name too. I like him only in that role. Like I've seen him like in uh, those commercials or something. He kind of <laughs> always he, plays the same guy, right? Yeah. But in I don't the, like him in the commercials for some reason. In the commercial, I feel like he's the same person. Yeah. I know, but it's weird. Yeah, like I couldn't see him being a superhero unless it was like like all his lines in the commercials are like of him being annoyed. You know, he's in Wolf of Wall Street. He's the guy with the jellyfish that's like cleaning the fucking jellyfish bowl. Not the jellyfish, the fish, the the goldfish or whatever. Yeah, he's the guy. Richard from Silicon Valley. Yes, I gotta watch it again. He's wearing a bow tie. He's like, you wore a fucking bow tie. Jonah Hill slapping him (laughs) up and shit. (laughs) Which reminds me that that's probably a movie. I think everyone. I hope when they watch this, they're like, oh, I got to watch that again. Was that? Yeah. Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street? Street. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. You know what's crazy about Wolf of Wall Street? It's made by a 70-year-old guy. And it's such a, it has such a, like, a young, vibrant energy, yeah. that movie, mm-hmm. you know? Who's the, who's the director? Scorsese. Oh, it's Scorsese who yeah. made that yeah. movie? Yeah. And this dude is, like, 40-something when he's in it. You know, yeah. he's still, like, playing young, It just, you know? it doesn't have the energy of a movie made by a guy that's 70 something you know what i mean yeah. it's like very very much like still rock and roll you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's impressive he has a good understanding of that gritty rock and roll nature yeah no i i think like i didn't first of all i didn't know it was scorsese but and i had no idea that the person was like way out of their time or like just that far removed from like the era mm-hmm. itself because in the in the 80s how old is scorsese like 50 or no i'm sorry if he's 70 plus now he's like 40s yeah yeah. yeah, he has to have been, yeah, in his 40s, early 50s, maybe in the 80s. Yeah, well, another probably thing, 40s. It, another thing I think about is like, I don't know if he ever worked a day in finance. Like Scorsese? Yeah, but that's... But it's based on a book. Oh, right, so right Jordan Belfort's book. Jordan right? Belfort's book, yeah. Mm. But he depicts it so well. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people that I know who mm-hmm. work in finance, like, you know, my, my, my girlfriend, she's from for the Bronx, and she mm-hmm. used to be in commodities training, uh, trading, and she knows a lot of people who worked on Wall Street, and she's like, yeah, well, to some degree... That's kind of what life is like in the financial world. Like right. people are just on this rat race, and will do, and the incentives are just wild. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like prostitutes and penicillin shots <laughs> across <laughs> the board. <but laughs> Magic cannons. It was for that company. Right, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. But I think the great directors surround themselves with the right people, and uh, I'm sure Scorsese had consultants and right. you know people that were like nailing down the details. Silicon Valley, uh, Mike Judge was talking about. He has a bunch of tech guys around just to make sure you know they mm. they review all the scripts, make sure the tech is on point. Right. Yeah. I love that kind of attention to detail. Yeah. 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 It, it's also so I used to work as a I was an engineer. I was a software engineer. Um, like three years ago and there was an episode in Silicon Valley about tabs versus spaces. Mm-hmm. It's the episode where he like throws himself mm-hmm. down just to prove a point to that girl. And that was actually a topic of conversation 
in our company. They were like, listen, you got to either pick one and then standardize it and like comment it out. And I was like, I was like, I shouldn't be an engineer. Like, this is a terrible job. <laughs> like, yeah. I shouldn't do this. This isn't for me. The great writing, though, is like, I don't understand what that shit. I mean, I, I know tabs for spaces, you know what I mean? But I can't relate on that level, yet mm -hmm. I still get it when right, I watch right. it. To me, that's great writing. Yeah, you know? that's good. Like, you don't have to be into tech to know that these guys are kind of, they know what they're talking about, right. you know? Yeah, context clues. A lot of context clues in the yeah. writing. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, like, if you ever have something that you really, like, love doing, there's probably an example of that same thing, sure. right? Like, tabs versus spaces, that'll happen. It's like, when I write emails, mm -hmm. I'm such an asshole. Man. Like, with myself, to myself, like, there's a certain cadence mm -hmm. that I have to do it, or I'm just like, that was a bad email. Like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> I mean, it's going to go well, but I just think about it. To so an lot. LCD level, or...? No, I mean, I just try to be as professional as possible because some of these brands, like, they are dealing with, you know, Drew Rosenhaus. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they're dealing with CAA. You just mm -hmm. want to show that you are just as good of, as them, if not better, right. regardless of size, right? So you just, like, think about it and you, and you kind of, like, obsess over it and you really, like, take care of it as if it's, like, mm -hmm. your child. You know, gotcha. like, it's just an email. Yeah. But you take care of it yeah. like it's yeah, your kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's like you wonder if the thing that you were stressing about would even make a difference, you know? Yeah. Oh, the answer is always like, no, it wouldn't. Hmm. And you know it, right. you know? And, and I'm just starting to just like be okay with it now. I'm yeah. a big believer in the Michael Scott philosophy, which is like, in the end, <laughs> you're just dealing with people, right? Somehow I manage, right? Like, right. I think it's like that approach really has some wisdom to it in the sense that in the end, it's just people, right? Like, if you know right. people and you know how to talk to people, you can make deals happen. You can connect with people, right? But yeah. I think that level of per uh, perfectionism is more for yourself than for them. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. You know? yeah. Because I'm, I'm the same way, but I think that, you know, it, if anything, it just keeps me on my toes. You know? Right. Yeah. Right. No, 100%. I, it's really for me. Like, I don't care what they think. I've seen, I've seen like, these brand executives and these massive, like, uh, C-level, like, marketing managers. Like, they'll write like really childish emails they'll misspell a bunch of shit mm -hmm. and i'm like well that's how i know it's for me but it's interesting that you brought have you watched the whole entire office both of you yeah, yeah. of course okay yeah. twice graded yeah <laughs> so it's a it's a kind of like a show in my house where we like just leave it on in the background like we're cleaning or like we're, we're working you just put it on in the Same. background yeah office or seinfeld yeah so seinfeld i never got into but i think that it was kind of forced upon me at a young age and okay. that's why i resisted it you rejected that's what yeah. happened to me and then I picked back up on it, like, late, like, in my tw late 20s, too, like, and it was awesome. Like, it's just relatable shit, like, still to this day, it is, you know? It is. Yeah, like, the, 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 one, the one episode that I'll, or the one or two episodes that I'll remember, like, the No Soup For You, because everyone's always wanted to, to be shown as, like, giving a tip. Like, you want to be shown, seen as a good person. Right. And then I think there's this episode where, like, George Costanza is, like, going to batting practice. And just like smacking home. <laughs> Did that happen? I think so. I if I, I could be imagining him, shit, but I remember him doing like some kind of batting episode. But yeah, him working for the Yankees in general mm -hmm. was genius. like genius. That was the only thing that like that's awesome. I would care about. Yeah, I think it was Steinbrenner, right? That like was that was Larry David that played Steinbrenner. Nah, that's yeah. fucking awesome, dude. Like yeah. that was awesome. Who, by the way, as uh, as his like little skits on SNL as. Uh, Bernie Sanders He's are great. exceptional. Wait, did I read that they're actually cousins? That I they're saw actually that headline, distant? but I didn't. Go yeah, I didn't it. click on it. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's true. That's click. I mean, I want it to be. It's got to be clickbait. I right? want it to be true, but I I don't know if it is true. But <laughs> back to the office, like somehow I manage. 
<laughs> is like such a great title. But Michael Scott it is actually is. a genius. He is. He is. Yeah. He is. He drops nuggets of fucking wisdom, dude. He like does, when, man. Yeah, he does. You remember when he was about to like fire Ryan or you thought he was going to fire Ryan mm-hmm. after he took him to his school and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he walks in with like a, that audio cassette tape, whatever. Like he, he sets he them rips up. up their fucking textbook. <laughs> it means nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, He's like, how about a hundred grand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. If you work really hard, you get a hundred. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah. And, um, but he is, or there was also an episode where, like, you know, him and, like, Jan go to close the close the deal with the book or the school board, right? And after spending time with them and laughing and joking, they eventually close the deal. Mm-hmm. And Jan, who's, like, this executive oh, yeah. who has... With the Bloomin' Onion and with the Bloomin' Onion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Mike's the one that actually closes the, the deal. Yeah. He's right. the one yeah. that gets it done. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It would have never worked if he hadn't done all of that schmoozing or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah, but it's not really that. He was just relating, you know? He was just being a person. Yeah. that's. A, I think that's what, um, like what, I don't read a lot, mm-hmm. right? When I do, it's probably like something a little bit more sports oriented. I read uh, Phil Knight's book, the guy who founded Nike, Nike uh, yeah. Shoe Dog, and he, uh, he, the majority of his story is just really all about just like relating to people and like hanging out with them mm. and taking more of an interest in them than he wants people to take an interest back in them. Like, mm. Spending time laughing and, like, finding out what someone cares about is way more valuable than being able to come up with the best spreadsheet on earth mm-hmm. to find right. out how profitable you're going to be. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just the way I see it. Well, business is about people, ultimately, you know? People yeah. want to have, you know, you want people to want to do business with you, you know? yeah. I you ever you read? Just, uh, I think you just wrote your memo. Yeah, <laughs> your Jerry Maguire memo. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I hope one day someone will make a movie about a sports agent who is inspired by Michael Scott. Because in a weird way, that's <laughs> somehow <laughs> I manage. Somehow I manage. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. I love the uh, <laughs> Michael Scott. <laughs> I love that he's like a filmmaker too, Michael Scott. He's yeah. like low key uh, a yeah. filmmaker, screenwriter. He's yeah, working he's, on his feature. He's and in shit. entertainment. I love that shit, man. <laughs> My, yeah, well, and I remember one of the best episodes, outside of the fact that they actually like showed the movie that he made, mm-hmm. was when like Dwight found out that he was the stupid robot right. or like the right because yeah, it was a dwicked. Dwicked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the show is the the thing I love about that show the most is that it kind of. And Chelsea's like the one who said this, and, and and it just like blew my mind. It was like, it shows you how extraordinary an ordinary life can be, like how wonderful mm-hmm. an ordinary life can be, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, you know, I I'm in the camp of uh, Jim should have gone with Karen, wow, instead of Pam, and Yo, it's controversial, but I think what? Jim fucked up. Fuck you, man. First of all, <laughs> first of all, Rashida Jones. Right. Okay, that's my first argument. Right. Okay, Rashida Jones. I rest my case. Um, second of all, Pam turned out to be a little bit of a hater, man. Right. Oh, like when he started uh, when he started the when sports. he was doing the sports yeah. thing, right? Like she wasn't that supportive, man. Yeah. She wasn't that supportive. When and Michael he was, first meets Rashida he, Jones, and he's like, "Oh, your dad must have been a GI." <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> fucked that's up. So that's, that's some shit you would say, man. <laughs> that's hilarious. I would never <laughs> say that. I would only think that. <laughs> yeah, you would think that exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, think like my, like Larry David. I think you think like Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
<laughs> what do you mean by that? That's it. Well, I get Michael Scott. What do you mean by Larry David? Because when I watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, it's like everything he does is something that I'm thinking and that I might not necessarily do, you know right. what I mean? But something that I'm thinking. Yeah. You relate. You get it. I can relate to, to Larry David 100%. Me too. Yeah. But you are right about Pam. Like you are, you are, when, when they, uh, when he like stops traveling back and forth to Philly and stops doing what he loves. Let's deep dive on the office. I'm, I'm here for this. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let's 100%. fucking do this. It's man. an era defining nine years or 10 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like it from the basketball episode. Oh yeah. Great episode. Cause fuck Roy too. Yeah. Fuck Roy for fuck sure. Fuck Roy. Yeah. Fuck Roy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though I'm kind of <laughs> well, like, we all agree on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though I'm kind of secretly happy, he like gets a W at the end. Like you see his mm-hmm. life is actually okay. Right. Jim Jim swung the elbows though. Let's be real. He was yeah. He, yeah. He, he you know that was a little but more he than he was you know also. Uh, Roy was all over him. Man. But that's an offensive foul. Jim, if we're being real, that's an offensive foul. It I is mean, maybe not in the eighties, right? But it's <laughs> it's an offensive yeah. foul or today. the nineties. Yeah, or the nineties. Yeah. Or I mean, well, I look at it this way: like Jim is had a was a great finesse player who bodied someone who did not expect him to body. Him. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. And he kind of deserves it because, like, Roy's a prick. And Roy sees Jim as, like, a girly guy. Yeah. As, like, a girly kind of dude. So he crossed so him. He's Jack so he Ryan. He's Jack Ryan now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, now he's Jack Ryan, yeah. Sports agent, Jack Ryan. What can Jim Halpert do? <laughs> like, you know I, think, I think he's going to be uh, Mr. Fantastic. Wow. When, when, the fan, uh, when, uh, when Fantastic Four comes back? When they join the MCU, yeah. I think he's going to be Mr. Fantastic. I'm calling it. Kind of makes sense. I, yeah. Mm. Okay. And, I mean, and Emily Blunt, his wife will be uh, what's her name? The stretchy girl. The uh, invisible girl. Invisible girl. Oh, invisible yeah. girl. Okay. Those are terrible names. <laughs> Is that really the name? Yeah. Invisible that girl. That can't be. Yeah. It. Cannot be it. Sue so so Storm. Oh, Sue so Storm. There you go. Yeah, I know yeah. that much. And her brother is the, the human Johnny torch. Storm, yeah. The Yo, human, Fantastic yeah. Four is cool, man. I can't believe there still hasn't been a good movie. Well, I yes. mean, I, I, superhero movies are. I think the biggest crapshoot, right? Like, they're either really phenomenal. You mean quality wise? Quality wise. Okay. Yeah. Because not financially. No, no, financially, no, 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 no. it's the sh- it's the most sure thing out there. Right. A hundred percent. No question. Uh, like you said earlier, like Joker. I haven't seen it, but I'm, I'm assuming it's good. Mm. But it's a crapshoot in terms of quality, and because you have a you have a target audience mm. that's so dedicated to every step of this person or every step of this character's like journey throughout life. But also you have, um, what's it called? You, you either have a good interpretation or a bad interpretation mm-hmm. of whatever it is, right? Usually the first one will be relatively well-recepted. Uh, and then everything that happens after that is you're kind of in trouble. Right. right? Yeah. Well, it's because people form their own ideas of what it should be. Right. That's the problem with do, doing these like existing IPs. It's a, everyone, you know, you have a, your idea of Punisher. I have my idea of Punisher. So the movie is inevitably going to disappoint you. Right. You know? That's the pro- that's and, and that's where I feel. And not to go back to the Scorsese I th- I thing. I thought they got the series right. Let's though. go back to Scorsese. But that's that's where I feel Scorsese. You know, because when you're working on something that's like. If I'm writing a character and and I'm writing like you know, you know Renee Cruz, it's a guy that, that I'm that I'm making up or whatever. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. on the page, then I'm writing a real person. If I'm writing the Punisher, then I'm writing this abstraction that's already got all these expectations on it. You know, it's it's a little different. But you also love the Joker. 
I do also love the Joker. That's a superhero movie. It is. And and at the end, Mm -hmm. it like turns into that abstraction. Like that's, well, you haven't seen it, but they give you the payoff at the end where he becomes a Joker. But for the whole movie, he's a real human. Right. You know? And that's what was different about Joker is that like they waited till the end to give you that real comic book Joker. You know what I mean? They waited till the very end. Spoilers, by the way. I'm right. sorry if this is like a spoiler. Or well, I mean, not how I that mean, works. If, you, if you if you read like uh, the Killing Joke, mm-hmm. like that that uh, the comic book, right? Oh, we Where can I, deep dive on Batman too. I mean, I'm listen. It man, is the I'm I've seen the animated. Okay. Version. Yeah. Right. Right. Great. Also. Right. Mm-hmm. Batman is to me the greatest comic book character of all time by far. Not just because he's got he's got like the clothes or or like the gear or the car or the fact that he's rich, but he's actually like actually a vigilante psychologically mm-hmm. like oh like you could teach a class in this in college as well mm-hmm. right it's talking about things that are random college degrees like you know sports business but like this is something you could teach mm-hmm. uh, like a, a master class in but that's a good example going back to the joker thing like you also look at all the different interpretations over the last 10 years right alone. the iterations of, of joker. joker yeah, yeah. Mm. of him as just a character himself and how people have received it like heath ledger you, I, I sometimes do wonder, and I don't mean like any disrespect, but I do wonder if people favored that one just because of what happened to the actor's life after. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that uh, what's his name was not my favorite, Jared uh, Jared, Jared Leto, Leto or Leto? Yeah. Is it yeah. Leto or Leto? Yeah, Leto. I Leto. think not yeah. a not a fan. It's Leto. Yeah, same. Just same. Like, yeah. Uh, I liked him in um, Dallas Buyers Club. That's the movie where they're buying, uh, they're part of like the AIDS study, right? Mm-hmm. And they're buying medication. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. But yeah. I mean, I like him in general, but yeah. not, I didn't like him as a Joker. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. He was really good in that. And I thought when he was cast that he might be good because he is a good actor, you know? Yeah. yeah. But nah, when I no. saw the makeup and it's but like. it's a lot has to do with the like, as the, uh, the aesthetic. The aesthetic choices by the director, you know? Like it was very like post editing like neon you know what i mean like yeah it looked like you were you know on o- uh, on ocean drive during the whole entire movie it felt like yeah, a triple x movie or something like that yeah. you know what i mean like triple x joker <laughs> but i think that's what i loved about chris uh christopher nolan right like mm-hmm. the like it was a real person in a real city yeah. like that's how i see batman right like right. batman isn't like he's he's a person who's just like understands technology has a bunch of money and friends who can help them build these things out but it looked real like right. Wayne Manor you've seen that house on a postcard before mm-hmm. right the, when they filmed it in Chicago Gotham City actually looks like a city that you would potentially live in yeah right. you know like that's what I loved about it and they go through yeah. these lengths to at least try to explain where all these like gadgets come from right. and stuff like that which they had never done previously you know like in the previous movies but they're trying to show you like okay this is how we got the batmobile this is how we got the suit this is how we did this and that you know yeah so like they humanize it yeah i really like the x-men story as far as comics go like you know i know i guess if we're talking about individual characters i can see the argument for batman 100 percent. but if X-Men counts as a property, then I would say X-Men story and as property for me is really Like its whole entire entity? Like Yeah. Yeah. I'm Versus the Batman property. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Why, that, why do you say that? Just because I, I relate, or not relate, but I'm more into the story of the time travel aspects of it and the different powers and, you know, just... Yeah. X-Men is cool. I'd say X-Men and Batman are the most, like, fully realized worlds, Mm -hmm. like, as far as the whole package. Because, like, if you think about Batman villains, there's Batman villains. I would say, like, the top five Batman villains Mm -hmm. 
are as popular as any Marvel hero. Mm-hmm. Honestly, think That's, about it. Like uh, I agree with you. Joker, household name. Right. Catwoman, household name. Penguin, household. Like everyone knows who these villains are. Yeah. Like what Batman's other had a long life? I mean, like what 60, 70 years now? Seventy. And years? a lot of different iterations. You know, yeah. cartoons, movies, TV show. You yeah. Know. Yeah, like Comics. the guy who like the original Batman show, uh, like the one that's from like the thirties. Mm-hmm. Or the 40s the or whatever. The old serials. The yeah, old The black and white serials. Yeah, mm-hmm. not even, no, uh, I think a little bit after that where like Caesar, I don't know his last oh, name. Oh, Caesar Romero. You mean the 60s. Romero, the 60s, the 60s Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Like Adam West. Yeah. Adam, Adam West. West Batman. Yeah. Very comical, right? Like pow with the, mm-hmm. with the graphic mm-hmm. and very comical. And then he starts becoming, you don't really dive into the idea of like he is this way because his parents died in front of him. Right. Because of violence until... Maybe I I guess maybe the seventies eighties if I had to guess yeah it was in the seventies things it was got a lot darker 70s. right like in the seventies yeah know? yeah it got darker in the seventies and then Frank Miller in the eighties just like ne- oh, put it all yeah. the way on the on the dark side right you know what I mean Frank Miller's really who ch- I think Frank Miller changed Batman more than anyone in mm, his history right. to be honest that's a, no that's a valid point for sure yeah Dark Knight Returns changed comic books mm. really Dark Knight Returns was I think it was the first that and Watchmen were like the first books that were like uh considered bestsellers like as a comic book yeah as a comic yeah. book yeah nice dark knight returns for me for somebody who had like only understood batman as this per- person between like the ages of 30 and 45 mm-hmm. it showed me like what life would be like if batman had hit 60 or 70 and like decided to not give up yeah right yeah so, uh, you know, I remember at the end of the comic book, he kind of, like, takes these, like, uh, like the minion kids or, you know, what, whatever this, like, e- the, evil... The mutants. The mutant yeah. kids, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they were all, like, kind of, like, joining forces. And after he faked his death and Superman, like, kind of took the fall for yeah. him. And and also, like, he beats Superman in the comic book with yeah. his, like, crypto blaster, which I'm, like, intelligence over, like, alien shit. Thank you. That's <laughs> what bothers it. me. Like, when people are like, bro, Superman would fuck Batman up. Like... That's the point. He would. He found a way to like outsmart the guy. Like so that's the point. No time to outsmart him. He's too fast. See, you're one of those Unless guys. Laser eyes. Boom. You're dead. But see, that's <laughs> but that's the thing about. Um, it kind of goes back to the wins and losses thing. Like, I don't care how you win. Did you win? You know right. what I mean? Like that's how I look at right. life in a lot of ways too. Right? Did like, he win if he gets killed? Well, I mean, I think he wins the battle against Superman. I think he. Fakes his death for, and I don't remember how the story played out. Mm-hmm. I haven't read the comic, you know, sitting somewhere in my, like, cupboard or whatever. But mm-hmm. he fakes his death for, a, I think, for, I don't is like, the military after him in the in the comic book? I forget. Or, I yeah. forget, yeah. I forget as well. But there's a purpose for it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, like, it's like a real recognized real thing. It's kind of like a, and we'll go get into Diaz and Mas, uh, Masvidal, but. Oh, for yeah. sure. It's yeah. kind of like a real recognized real thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where, where, where Superman's, like. You know, I understand I have to do this. Batman's like, I understand I have to do this. Mm. So let's just do it. Right. Yeah. Which kind of like the Ben Affleck interpretation, like flipped it around a little bit. But Martha. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, your name, your, your mom's name is Martha? Like, yeah, exactly. That's I, so dumb. It, it was a little cringeworthy for me. Yeah. That whole movie was cringeworthy, man. The I whole Ben yeah. Affleck run as Batman was fucking cringeworthy. The only thing I liked a little bit about it was like some of the fighting scenes, like where Batman was in, when he pops in through the, through the floor. And he does that whole thing. I like that personally. Look, he, uh, he gets stabbed. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? No. I'm going to tell you this. The Ben Affleck fiasco as right. Batman right. has reaffirmed my support for Robert Patterson. Because, like, I mean, don't cast a guy just because he looks like the guy from the comics. You know what I mean? Cast the guy that can act the part. 
Okay. That's I agree my with thing. That. I agree That's with my that. thing. I think that Robert Pattinson's acting is not that amazing. Like meaning not that it's not good, but I don't think it's going to fit this role is what I've been trying to say. Well, listen, since you were there at the auditions, I was there. Did you give Matt Reeves <laughs> one of my scripts? Of course I Thank you. No, because you obviously you were, you were there. If you're, if you're telling me Robert Patterson can't play the part, you were obviously there at the at the audition. You I know? was, and there. you're overriding whatever it is that and Matt I Reeves saw Matt, in that audition. I said to Matt, "Listen to me, man. This guy, he's not gonna be your guy. <laughs> he's okay? not the guy. He's right? not your guy. Okay? Who was your guy? Huh? Who did you want? Who? Yeah. Who ah, did you see, want? now you're putting me on the spot. I hadn't thought about that. Uh, Think see. about <laughs> it, and and I w- I'm right. really interested in knowing before the end of the show, because it kind of like tells you about how you see the character. I'll tell you who I wanted. Who'd you want? Gyllenhaal. You know what? I, I, I see that. I, I also like Gyllenhaal. That. Yeah, I could see that more than than Twilight. I could see G- uh, Gyllenhaal playing like the stuck-up, rich, white guy who's actually got a dark side. Like, I could see it. It's almost like a too obvious choice, you know? Like You that, think? Yeah, like even me, I wouldn't say like, you know? I, I like obvious choices, you know that. Yeah, I understand his perspective on that. Yeah. But I actually still would like Gyllenhaal a, a lot. I mean, Affleck was... It's it's very. He looks like Batman. Though. He does. He looks like Batman. That's yeah. not enough for me. Right. The cartoon uh, was one of my favorites. I just want to before we move on. Like, no, no. The uh, Batman the Bat- an- the animated series. Yeah. yeah. It's Anyways, great. Yeah. So who would I get to play Batman? Hmm. Yeah, like I, I re- before the end of this, okay. I really want to know because it kind of like lets you know how everyone's got a different experience with their favorite things, right? Like sports, which we'll dive into. Like you have a different experience with like your favorite team, your favorite players. And superheroes are, are no different. Like, Christian Bale made so much sense because he's mm. kind of not always a nice guy on, off screen, too, like, oh, yeah. on set. Mm-hmm. But he cares so much about the art, right? Mm-hmm. So Batman is like that, too. Batman comes off as this really pretentious individual, but he cares more about this city, mm-hmm. Gotham, right, more than anyone else will ever appreciate it or anyone else right. will ever love it, right? Right. I liked Bale. I didn't love Bale. I love. Yeah. Like top to bottom, loved him. Yeah, but going back to what you said about mm-hmm. good, and and I actually want to hear more about that. But going back to what you said about um, good actors, right? Mm-hmm. Like George Clooney is regarded as a great actor, but By he who? was an awful, awful popular opinion, a critically acclaimed. Right. I, I don't necessarily think I'm. I don't yeah. necessarily. Think I think he's a good actor, man. Really? Yeah. George Clooney. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. Have you ever seen great. Burn After Reading? Knife. Have you ever seen like that? A part of it or something. He's great. I've seen it. Yeah. He's great in that. That I remember that being. He's like good in Dust Till Dawn slow. too. He's good in Dust Till Dawn too. Dust Till Dawn, yes, I'll give him that. Dust Till Dawn is a good movie. What I do remember from Burn After Reading is that it's the cover of the movie, like the poster, was used later for mm-hmm. a Wiz Khalifa mixtape. Okay. I don't know if you remember that. No, no. Yeah, before he like came out with uh, Rolling Paper, but uh, my, th- my thing was super uh, off base. <laughs> My thing with that dude is his smirk. Like, he's always smirking in everything he Who, does. Clooney? Yeah. yeah. That's, his thing. That's my thing with Affleck, too. Yeah, it's like Affleck, Batman too. Batman can't be smirking, yeah. bro. It's almost like it's like they're not really in the character. You know what I mean? Like, if they are smirking, you're not Batman right now. You need to be Batman if you're going to be Batman. But, you know, maybe, maybe actually you have a good point. Because maybe my example of Clooney is not a good one. Because that was a very, like, again, funny iteration. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to even... No, 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 totally fine. Yes. You, you actually no. That was a super good point because 
And now that I think about it, I'm like, that was a funnier like iteration, you know, laughing and smiling mm-hmm. and smirking and being like this super smooth playboy, whether you're Batman or Bruce, mm-hmm. was kind of called for. Plus, he had like the weird nipples on, on the uniform, which I yeah, think. Yeah, he had the nipples. He had the crotch. They had like crotch shots and shit. Yeah, like, like, it's like, what are you doing? Schwarzenegger yeah. was like Mr. Freeze. It's yeah. It was, just a, it was just pure comedy. I wasn't mad at Uma Thurman being in there, though. Nope. No. I wasn't mad at that. So, who's your Batman then? Like, who would be your guy? Because Patterson was left field, right? No one was thinking about that yeah, guy. Agreed. It, and, and you know what? Like, your people will laugh at this a thousand percent. Mm. But I would give Brad Pitt a shot. Brad Pitt? Yeah. Mm. Very much. Even nowadays? Even now. It would have to be an older, inter- an older iteration. Inter- yeah. But I would want to see an older iteration of Batman as well. I'd rather give the, the werewolf kid from Twilight the shot over... The werewolf kid. Over the vampire kid, you know? <laughs> oh, you mean, uh, what's his name? Taylor? Taylor Lautner? I yeah. Don't know his name, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, no. That dude is. Uh, I've never seen him in you're anything. You're bugging, bro. He could be the Riddler. <laughs> you just put an orange cap on him, you know what I mean? Just like, the, the guy Riddler. they cast for the Riddler is really good. Paul Dano? I haven't seen him. Where is it? What is he in? There will be blood. Uh, oh, have you seen this? I have not seen. I have. I know who you're guys, talking about. I don't. Come know. on, guys. I, this, this is, is your dude. guy. This, this is, is your dude. guy, right? Here. <laughs> it's funny because when I watch your podcast, mm-hmm. I'm like, "This is Batman and Joker. You guys <laughs> need each other. You guys yeah. are so conflicting on yeah. so many on everything. Black, white, <laughs> yeah. hat, no, no hat. No yeah. way. What do you mean? <laughs> you need each other. You guys like need each other to coexist. That's why we did the podcast. Yeah, because. I tell this story all the time, but I was going to do a podcast with someone else and we tried a couple of episodes and like we were agreeing on everything and it was like just boring to listen to because we just agreed, you know, it's like we have conflict. So it's, it's a little more fun to listen to. Yeah. I also like watching podcasts where like hosts and guests kind of like argue. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like I think Rogan, I, I mean, I'm sure you guys like rogan or i hope you guys like rogan yeah, yeah. i like him definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah like definitely, he'll definitely. like argue with people about like marijuana or have you like, seen when he got pissed at steven crowder so i saw clips of it but i haven't seen the full thing because you know like they, they i don't know i don't know if it's actually his channel but they do a great job of like taking out the gigantic yeah. clips J-R-E for people to watch. clips yeah, yeah jre yeah. yeah yeah man yeah best yeah. podcast in the game by far you yeah. think so? Yeah, because he has really Rogan? awesome guests. Yeah. I mean, he had Snowden he on. He had yeah. Snowden and, on, And he's bro. a great like, host, too. He's a really good host, too. He had Ed Norton on the other Elon. day. Mm-hmm. He had Elon on. Mm-hmm. He had the Twitter guy. What's his name? Uh, the Twitter guy. Mm-hmm. The Twitter guy. <laughs> Jack. Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I think his is great. I think it is great. I also just listen to, like, a bunch of sports podcasts, which... To me, it's like it's like Disney World, but because you just love it, you're just like you're in awe of just like watching somebody. What's your favorite one? Um, right now, I mean, I like Bloomberg Sports. Mm-hmm. They don't really talk to a lot of athletes, but they do a lot of good like information. Like if the Knicks, like mm-hmm. w- which fuck the Knicks, you know? Thank you. I know as a Heat fan, but I mean, I'll do business <laughs> with somebody who plays for the Knicks. Don't right. get me wrong, because at the end of the day, I represent the athlete. But, but fuck. But the as Knicks. a fan, yeah. I hate the Knickerbockers. So you're you're. Uh, you're 28, right? I'm 28. Is that is that okay to to say? 100%. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta ask. Um, where, do you remember the Heat Knicks rivalry? The rivalry? Yeah, my whole life is predicated on that. That's so. When, when so I, when yeah, I tell you, state, so man. when I say the words Allen Houston buzzer beater, does that mean anything to you? 1999, May, or April 1999. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll never I have forget nightmares that about that shot, man. So like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Heat fan? 
Yeah, I am a hater. Yeah. But like, so, so I'll never forget that. Get, I'll never forget that season really in general because they made a big deal about like an eight seed beating a one seed. But I was also like, it was a lockout year. It like, was a lockout year. You, yeah. play, you played like fifty games. Yeah. And but we had a good chance of coming out of the East that year. We right? did. We had a good we chance. Had a really like, good Jordan had that. just retired. Jordan was gone. I and remember then, the lockout year. Yeah, it was I, I was devastated as a, as yeah. a kid. Like mm-hmm. I was like, is this? I was devastated in two thousand eleven. Like I was like, not one year after the big three happened. I like, bet a lot of kids felt that way because it like showed the money side of the whole thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. Allen Houston is. So what's interesting is like, the Knicks that rivalry, like the Nick Oakley Iverson. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Houston Ewing mm-hmm. uh, Ward Chris Childs, like. Uh, even like Chris Dudley, fuck, yeah, fuck Chris Dudley. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, there's something you can only Jeff Van Gundy. Jeff Van Gundy hanging on to Alonzo's like, yeah. Like y- you look back at these moments and you're like, even though you hate them as a fan, mm-hmm. you kind of like you got to respect the people you hate. It's kind of like yeah, the yeah, Canes yeah. and the Knowles, right? Yeah. Like, right. I'm a huge Canes fan, right? And but I I respect the Knowles way more than I respect the Gators just because like they'll play us like yeah, yeah. no matter what the streak looks like like Miami lost seven years to them before winning three straight right. but nobody was ever talking about like let's not play each other. My right. wife is a Knoll, and the other day for the game she put a Knowles shirt on our puppy, and he was running around in a Knowles shirt. Nah, that's a violation. You're just yeah. like that's not my child. That's, a, like, <laughs> that's a violation. You can't do and that. You know, like I'd like rip my sleeve off and shit. One <laughs> what, what's your favorite Heat team of all time? Great question. Um. All time, 2012 is a hard one, and I mean that the year that they beat the Thunder. Okay, but before then, I would probably take 95, 96, right? Like you just get Alonzo Mourning, you that just team. get Tim Hardaway, yeah, Marley. That was my. Era. They had Vashawn Leonard. Yeah, it just it set, it kind of set the tone for like the way I saw basketball because they were so rough and they were winning on the road. You know what I mean? Like and they were I was a big Tim Hardaway fan before we got him. Like when he when was, he like was in run, Golden State. Run yeah, run TMC. I was a big fan. So when we got him, I was hype. You know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like The, the thing about Hardaway was, like, he, it's funny how to, how you watch, like, the generations of, of sports, right? Like, Hardaway made this crossover amazing. But now it's, like, so over Standard. Yeah. yeah, standard. Yeah. If you can't do that, if you can't sell it, mm-hmm. you're not really a ball handler. Right. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you're a 3 and D kind of guy. And... Tim Hardaway would just like fuck you up with mm-hmm. the most basic crossover too. He was just so fast with it though. Yeah. But it was not. It, it's not like he was like shaking and baking and shit. It was like one two, boom boom. Yeah, he broke ankles. I remember. Ironically enough, he wore the Air Bacon's. You remember those like red and yellow <laughs> shoes? Yes, right? yeah. yes. I'll never forget that. Um, but <laughs> the Air Bacon's. I remember going back to that Allen Houston moment. And even though we only went, I think we went like one in three during those like four years, or one in yeah against one in against the Knicks against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. We beat them that year on the way to the Eastern Conference Finals right. before we ran into Michael. Right. Um, right. That was the year of the fight. Right. That was the year of the fight because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Jordan got. Sus- I mean, ninety seven. Alonzo got suspended, mm-hmm. which was huge. Right. And I'm just like, also like, at the time I was a kid, I was like, man, fuck Larry Johnson. Yeah. Like if I ever see that motherfucker, like you know, <laughs> on like, sight, it's right? on sight. I'll like, jump up and hit him, right? <laughs> right. I'll, ju- I'll, I'll ask get my this mom work, grandmama. <laughs> but uh, like, if you look at that's right, I forgot about. If that. you look at like the Knicks and the Heat in the nineties, like the way I I played basketball, even when I was playing in high school or even a pickup game, I was like, I just wanted to, pl- I wanted to put my shoulder into people's chest. Mm-hmm, I wanted to mm-hmm. like. 
I, I, I wanted to set hard picks. I, I wasn't afraid for them to do it back to me. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, I left to go live in Germany for a while when I dropped out of college and, and I got the chance to coach there. And I'm like, the game has changed so much. Yeah. Like, there's no concept of this attitude. It's yeah. about tech, like little tiny details in the technique. Like, right. You know, like flopping. I mean, I hate to say it, but what is it? But it's part you know, of it, like, you know? But that's why I love, right now, Miami's current team, I love Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Jimmy's yeah, yeah. a killer. And Jim- he's a, just a Miami Heat culture guy, man. He'll run the extra suicides. He'll show up at 7 o'clock in the morning when shoot-around is at 2 o'clock in the yeah. afternoon. Like, yeah, yeah. He's everything that Pat Riley and me love. Yeah. And me and Pat Riley. <laughs> <laughs> me and Pat Riley. That's not know. bad company. Me and Patrick, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I, and it's nice to finally have a killer. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, I, I overuse the term. Like, me and my friends, um, like, over, you know, we talk about teams or other people in the business. Like, we talk about teams who have killers. Like, LeBron, I love LeBron. I actually really like LeBron, and I have no problem with the fact that he left. But mm-hmm. I don't know if people see the fact that, you know, he's maybe he's a killer in a different way, but there are people who are just so evident. Like Dwayne Wade is a mm-hmm. killer. Right. Allen Iverson is a killer. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a killer. Is even a killer. though I hate that decision that he made going to the Warriors, but he's a killer. Right. Mm-hmm. He is a killer. I think, I think it's okay. Like, I wasn't mad at it because I was like, I, I love LeBron doing it, right? Like, yeah, but it's different. The situation it's different. was different. It is different. They were already champions. And if it wasn't the team you lost to, I would have given it. I would have given it a pass. Right. You know, and the fact that you blew a three-one lead. You guys blew a three-one lead. You lost in seven, and you're gonna go to that team. Yeah. Right. Like you had them. Mm-hmm. Stay together and beat them, fools. Right. You know what I mean? He has. You That's know, that's like if Jordan would have gone to Detroit. Right. I mean, right. Like, yeah. You right. Know? No, and I get it. I mean, it, I totally get that. After but eighty-six, I, I think I'm not mad at him for it. Like mm-hmm. I, I just, I think people go through. I think athlete. One thing that we forget, and I th- and I'm fortunate enough to see it, like on a day to day basis, is like athletes are like human beings, and they kind of like go through their own iterations of like life lessons. Mm. And you know, LeBron compared Miami to college, and I think KD kind of looks at that experience as like he knew how to win regular season games, he knew how to go deep into the playoffs, but he didn't know how to get past the cliff. Right, mm. and he got so close against Miami, and then he lost to a team that was. 15 versus 15, you know, coaching staff, front office, all combined. Miami was just better, right? right? So he just kind of, I think, needed to learn how to get over the hump. I think when he comes back, if Kyrie, and you know what? I also don't believe all the wild things about Kyrie and his personality. Like, I think that's just, you know, media uh, doing what it does I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Brooklyn will be very dangerous. Going back to favorite Heat teams, you know what Heat team was super underrated? Which one? Wade's rookie year. We oh. had Lamar Odom, Karan Butler, Butler Rafer Alston. Mm-hmm. Yo, that was a I dope team. That, that was a dope team, man. There was that year, I think Miami was, they had just come off of two losing seasons, right? So yeah. I think they only had, and at the time, uh, the NBA hadn't ha- didn't have like the uh, TV deals that they have now, right? So I think Miami was only on one or two nationally televised games. And I was I excited because yeah. like watching your team play on ESPN. Is different than watching your team play like when Tony Ferentino and, and right, 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 yeah. right. <laughs> Which I love, but Doctor Jack different. was the man, though. Doctor Jack, Jack was the man. Yeah. One of the great yeah. Sean Leonard, like dudes, like losing thunder. It. Yeah, he's the man. He was the man. I with thought the, he was with great. the stuffer. I didn't like. Well, I mean, I like him Legend, in general. I didn't sure. like uh, Mike Fr- Fratello. At, 
Wasn't Mike Fratello, the czar? Yeah, the czar wasn't crazy I love Mike Fratello, man. Everyone I'd rather see him coach. I love them. Marv, Marv Albert and Mike Fratello were the legendary duo, man. I, I just didn't like him for us. I thought I think he's a great broadcaster. I just no, think no, no. I think it, that, it wasn't Mike Fratello. It was a uh, Mike Fratello was was a was he a he br- he was a heat broadcaster for for a couple of seasons. The czar, Mike the Fratello. Czar. Look it up, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm pretty huh. sure he was. I he, feel like I would have remembered that. But. There was a couple of years where we had like Easy Ed Pickney. We had like Mike Fratello. Right. We we didn't really know what was going on, and then we had uh, <laughs> before Tony Farantino. I'm pretty sure we had Doctor Jack before Tony Ferentino. He no, took over for Doctor Jack. There Jack was a, Ramsey. There was a, a gap where mm-hmm. I'm telling you, these guys came in, and I'm telling you, Mike Fratello. He was there for some tough. Mike seasons. Fratello, huh? Yeah. Like, Damn. Why don't I up, remember yeah. that, bro? I'll, I'll look it up. I feel, I'll look it up. I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm okay with being wrong, but I'm pretty sure I remember this because I remember between Ramsey and Ferentino, there was a lot of there was a lot of like, it was like a rotating door next to Eric Reed. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Um, I don't know how I feel about John Crotty yet. I mean, I like him on the radio. I thought he was great, but I, I don't know how. I remember him as a player. Yeah. yeah I he was also a, a pretty tough guy, too. You know, you know like, it's crazy that Ronnie Cycli is this, like, world-famous DJ now. Like, yeah, that know. shit is so crazy. He's, like, legit in that yeah. world. No, yeah, He's legit, you know? You know it's, Shaq's starting a DJ, too, now. Well, he's so done, he did, like, a couple parties. Shaq is so interesting to me as a person, right? Like, he is a, a DJ. He's a cop. Mm-hmm. He's a Hall of Fame yeah. basketball player. Yeah, 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 He's yeah, yeah. A, a, like a rapper. A rapper, a yeah. massively an successful, yeah, yeah, an actor, a massively successful business guy. Like yeah. a writer. I'm sure he's got books. He's like about to buy. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure he's I got books. I think every. I, yeah, that's how I feel about most celebrities. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. They all have a book. He's about to like buy Reebok back. You Is know, he like, really? There's reports on that. Like his first studio was. You know, um, I forgot the name wow. of the actual sneaker. Do you guys circle. remember the hypnotized Shaq? Yeah, come on, son. I remember Shaq as a rookie, man. I'm amongst. Very intelligent people. Because I remember like, Shaq as a rookie, dude. Like those Shaq and Penny years were. You ever watched that? The, was the future of the NBA. Right. I right. believed that the the that Orlando was Magic was the future. Like they, I thought they were gonna dethrone the Bulls eventually, and that was gonna be the team of like the early two thousands. And I don't blame Nick Anderson for it. I don't care what anybody said. I know it was tough. His career was rough after that, yeah. man. But I don't blame him. No, they would have lost. Yeah. What happened? They to were Nick gonna, Anderson. That Houston series man. with the game on the line. It was game one, right? It was game one. Was game one. So the Magic finally made the finals. This is when Jordan had retired and all that, and it was the Magic versus the Rockets. He was yeah. playing baseball, or the yeah. second time Jordan was playing baseball. Played for the Birmingham Barons. Yeah, yeah. So Nick Anderson was at the line with for the fucking game on the line, bro. Mm-hmm. And this Nick Anderson's a shooter. He right. was known as a shooter, oh, you know? This is starting to come Missed back both free throws. Yes. There was some kind of a violation. They gave him two more free throws. All he had to do was make one, bro. Because they were up by three, and all he had to do was hit one and ice it. And then after he missed all four of those free throws, I think it was Kenny Smith. All four. Kenny the Jet Smith came and hit that three to go to overtime. Yep. And they never recovered. Yep. And, and that was check. game one. And they, they just <laughs> lost their confidence and never. But not only did they not recover, he never recovered. Yeah. His career after that was like a downslide. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy, man. He was still yeah. a solid shooter, but there was just something different about him. I think mm-hmm. 
you know, you, he didn't really realize how harsh the media could be. Like, and I think, the, mm-hmm. I think it was, it wasn't so much the moment as much as I think it was like the backlash for him. Right. right. And that's just me like speaking out of somebody who's only seen like maybe the 30 for 30s and a couple other like clips and sure. documentaries and stuff like that. But no, but sometimes you can see those things in, in those kind of yeah. documentaries and whatever. It's I mean, funny yeah. thinking back at those times, like what I said that the Orlando Magic, I thought were the team of the future. I also thought that Grant Hill was LeBron. I thought right. he was what LeBron eventually became, right? So it's funny how you think a certain thing when you're, like, in it, you know? And, and, and looking back, it's like everything turned out so differently. Of course. You know? You know? Shaq goes to the Lakers. They end up they end up being the team of the 2000s. Right. Uh, and Grant Hill's just, like, never begin, was never the same. Hindsight, right? Yeah, I mean, if, if there's one thing that's amazing about Grant Hill is that – and, I, and it, it's something about, like, the Phoenix Suns uh, medical staff. It, like – he actually had a great couple of last years. He did. He, he did. Very solid end of the year. They also like revived Michael Red. Remember Michael Red's like yeah. wild left-handed jump shot. He had a couple great years I with the Bucks. Yeah. Maybe it's yeah. the dry climate. Maybe. I. You know what? Like I don't know how that works, but I know that like for like for example, I know the cold hurts people who have arthritis, right. and mm-hmm. like you never know. Yeah. Like those things are never out of question. But I always wonder, like, do people in Miami? Do, you know, do they suffer from less knee pain, like the ones who've had surgeries, or like mm. less r- shoulder pain? But I don't know. It's got to make it's got to make yeah. a difference, man. I don't know. Well, my abuelita used to be like, my hip is <laughs> acting up. I got it's about to rain in two minutes, and sure enough, it happened. It happened. Boom. Yeah, it started what, raining. What say we check out this uh, bento box, pal? Let's do it. What's the phone number? What is happening right now? What's the number, Dre? What's the number, Dre? What's the number, Dre? It's the bento box. <laughs> Hit the number, man. Welcome to the Bento Box. This is the segment where you get to be part of the show. Mm-hmm. Call the phone number, which is five six one. I get to be part of the show. Yeah, you get. You could be part of the show. You could be part of the show. The show. Five six one seven zero eight zero zero seven two. Am I right? Yeah, right. Call your hand, the right? show. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Are you just like trying to just not have a podcast today? Five, six, one. <laughs> what is it? Zero, wait. Say zero. something. Go. This is the bento box. Say Go. Say something. something. The bento box? Mm-hmm. I'm about to flirt. Let's hear the first message first, and then I'll say something. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, what up, Cap? What up, Shoddy? This is Mo from Alchemy, a.k.a. Cap, uh, your dog whopper. Nobody ever laughs at my dog whopper joke. Um... <laughs> I'm coming to complain mainly, man, because I'm over here walking your dog, oh, and you don't got no juice, no cookies, no brownies, no damn. banana bread, no Coca Cola. What the fuck, man? You damn know. You know Set I got banana bread. That's why you said that. <laughs> um, all bullshit aside, the show is dope. Uh, keep it up. Later, guys. Such wow. a wonderful message. Yeah, that's my boy, aka my dog Walker, and uh. He knows we have banana bread in the house all yeah. day. Uh, my my wife makes them because he's talking shit. That's what he does. Yeah, oh, it. Erica makes the mean banana bread? Ooh, fire, man. Sheesh. Fire. Do, do you know how to cook? I know. Because I'm not a great cook. I know how to make breakfast. Like, I'm really good at breakfast. Yeah. Like, the other day, I flipped an omelet on the pan. Just like, foie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Foie. Like, foie? Just smooth <laughs> operator. <laughs> Just like yeah. do you, you don't cook at all? No. No? I mean, very little. Um, I mean, when I do, I'm not terrible at it, but... I don't think uh, I'm good at it either, right? Like, yeah. it's, like I can make a steak. Like steak is to me, you know, if you have salt and pepper, mm. right? Like yeah. you That's can't you fuck need. it up. But That's all you need. fish, right. like I can't even conceptualize because right. it's such a delicate piece of 
protein or whatever, right? Just bake like, it, man. Bake it? Yeah, yeah. bake but, it. So how do you not make fish and chicken dry? How does that happen? I mean, you just got to figure I, out what the right temperature is. I like if you're, if you're cooking fire. salmon, I, I cook it at like 400 for about 12 minutes. That's so, my formula. So Chelsea will uh, like now that I'm like working out and starting to be like a normal human being again, Chelsea will send me to work with like, you know, food. Right. And her chicken, even after hours of it sitting in the fridge and in the microwave, it's still like moist. Right. Like it, like sometimes when you mm. microwave chicken, it sucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's way more powerful, way more interesting than like aliens, quantum physics. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's supposed to be a dry fucking meat. How know? dare you? I know. <laughs> Nothing is more interesting than aliens. Okay. Yeah. So, which I, which I know, like I've not only have I heard it here, but that time that we, uh, a couple weeks ago, mm -hmm. uh, right before I got sick when we were at, uh, he's Lanyang. like me, he doesn't care about aliens. So no, I actually care. I just don't know. Shit. Were we talking about aliens that night? Yeah. We were talking about aliens. And then one person like just made fun of the guy who was sitting next to you, Tony. And then we like stopped for some fucking reason. Okay. But, but Aliens are, I don't know, like, they're not uninteresting. I just don't understand anything about, like... There's no established facts to know. It's just all rumor. But that's what's real, fun though. about it. That's I, what's fun yeah, about it, though. I do think they're real, though. Yeah. I think, yeah. yes, I believe in aliens because of the <laughs> infinite nature of space. I love that we just got into aliens, yeah. by the way. <laughs> so, obviously, in, you know, I believe in the theory that in infinite space, infinite possibilities, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so, of course, there has to be another race out there somewhere. But the you other, just don't care. I just, what am I going to do until they present themselves? Like, you know what I mean? The other day, though, I mean. You speculate about them because it's fun. Just like we sit in the fucking barbershop and talk about sports and, you know, about shit that eventually, like, that, you know, we have no, uh, we have no say in it. You know, it's just, it's fun. Right. I guess it's not one of those topics that grabs my attention. But the other day, the first object from another galaxy came into our galaxy, which was a meteor. Really? A fun fact, yeah. So, like, Sheesh. how do people know that that happened? Right. Right? Like, how That's did they... That's wonder, right? Yeah, right. like, oh, did, it, did you just get, like, a notification on your phone? Like, <laughs> oh, shit, like, this thing just entered. There's an app for that. Yeah, yeah. Someone <laughs> tweeted it. Yeah. Who's adding me? Yeah. Right? Or, like, adding the you know, NASA or whatever. Like, how does it happen? How do you know these things? Or, like, right. the pictures it's, of, like... And it's, like, infinite space. So, like, what are you looking everywhere? You can't look everywhere, right? Right. Well, it's the first one that's been detected. Right. Exactly. It's the first one that's been detected. And you know? how do they know And it? how do they detect it? I yeah. don't know. And how do they know it came from, outer, from another but galaxy? But I'm, I'm sure it has something to do with, like, the speed that it's, you know, that it's traveling in and right. things like that. I'm sure they got a formula, man. It's math. I believe it. They have a formula. Or maybe they make that shit up. How would we know, right? That could be true, too. Yeah. It, it makes could be some Truman Show shit. Right. You know? Also a great movie, but also kind of like way ahead of its time, too. Way ahead right. of its time. Because yeah. yeah. it's kind of like true. happening it is. right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. right? right? But I want to shut off my social media, man. I, so I do and I don't, right? Because I, I'm I'm kind of okay with big data, not because like... I'm a huge supporter of these gigantic tech companies, but because it's kind of going to happen one way or the other, right? Like we kind of live right. in a function where like you kind of got to enter an email to use something, yeah. right? Or if right. you want to purchase something. Like, I'm pretty sure you're like my new favorite guest, man. Like, I, <laughs> like I, You just get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I appreciate you that. You can't fight this shit. You know what I mean? Like, 
No, no, I, I, you, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's. I'm I mean, okay. What are you with gonna it, do? Right? Not have any kind of apps or accounts or anything, you know? But I also really like the benefits that I get back, right? Like social media. That's how they get you, man. That's how they get you. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey. that's how they get it's you. I'm a paying customer, whether I want it or not, right? Like, I, but it's also like you're also a product, though. You're not just you're not just a customer. My that's, data that's the difference. Is the product? We, yeah. we understand you are the, the game we're playing. You know what I mean? And we're right. In it. Yeah, yeah. You're you're. I got it. So yeah. you I'm playing too. Yeah. I'm just complaining about it. <laughs> I'm playing <laughs> no, too. Me too. Let's let's get to the to the next message. Well, right. what? There's bento box going no, on. There's a lot. Sort of nigga. Anyways, I came back and said, "How's and I did smoke your weed, uh, looking right at your dog into his eyes, damn. into his soul." Did you pick up his poop though? Get some better drinks. Bye. <laughs> great question. Wow. Did, great great did message. You pick up his poop? So, wow. tell me more about like so your lack of uh, dog shit picking up a, a want and need and and like. I knew you were gonna say this because you're young and for you, your whole life, everyone's always picked <laughs> up dog youth. shit. It's no, the youth. on the contrary, <laughs> I remember I, a day when no one picked up dog shit. Is that where you're going with it? I remember a day. Dog no, God. on the contrary, I'm nine out of ten, eight. Mm. Let's be fair. Seven out of ten times, I will not pick it up. I'm one of those people who it's like, <laughs> oh, it this is your favorite you know, guest. Applause, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on who's who's around. Thank you. Like if somebody's looking at me, yes. Right. Even then, I may or may not do it. Today, right. I didn't pick it up because this guy pissed me off, right? Because my dog's pooping and he pulls up in his car with his fucking high beams on, and my dog's all like. Yo, what the hell? I'm pooping over here, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was just like, nah, I ain't picking up your the dog shit from your very yard that you just saw my dog pooping in. There you go. Because Peace. he had his high beams on. I just don't fuck with I guess the I dog. Used, I guess I yeah. used that as an excuse. <laughs> I was like, That I is got, pretty logical go. though. I got human sushi. Guys, Peace. pick up the poop. I'm I'm not gonna front though. Today Charlie pooped and I didn't pick it up. Yeah. Cause I, you know, there's yeah. certain areas. Give give yourself give myself I'll give myself no, a no, 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 just for being a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> I didn't pick it up because it's like no one was around and the area where he pooped ain't an area where people oh. walk. You know? Well, that's the place where I was taking my dog originally. Whatever, man. You Next message. What? Yeah. <laughs> we'll come back to this. What's up, human sushi? Or should I say wasabi human sushi? Yes. Wow, this yes. is the one and only Ginga um, calling the bento box finally. Finally. Yes. Rudy. Um, to let you guys know that I'm a huge fan. I love listening to the podcast. I love the vibe that you guys have. I love the dynamic that you guys have. And I love laughing every single episode. <laughs> it's laughing at us. See, I want to give a shout out thing, to man. my boy Rudy. H2O for putting me on to this podcast. Word. I love it. You know I do. Um, I want to give a shout out to my boy Serum. Word. Shout out um, to Sam. Happy belated birthday, homie. <laughs> Sorry, I was a day late. Um, and I want to give a shout out to my boy, Mike Zeno, who is now in Colombia. What's up, home country? Um, I hope everything goes well, Zeno, and I hope you listen to Human Sushi. All right, y'all. Peace out. What a night. Again, like... That was a dope message. That was a good message. Wonderful message. Yeah. That was a dope message, man. You guys have what up, Ginga? Great fans. Let yes. me tell you, like, uh, Ginga do. got put onto the show through Rudy. Rudy. Right? And one day, like, she, she just wrote on Facebook, I got avocados. Who wants them? And I was like, oh, I want one, you know? And she, like, came through 
and gave the kid avocados, bro, and That's they were fucking yes. delicious. And they're expensive, so anybody, anytime someone gives you one, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm Dominican. You give me a platano or an avocado, and you've got a friend for life forever. Yeah, you'll like, kill. We're cool. You'll now. kill for yeah, that. Person. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She brought them over here to the office too, and they it's, were delicious. Man. It is amazing though how other people do see the whole Batman Joker thing though between you two. Mm-hmm. It's that evident. Do people see it? I mean, she mentioned it. I don't see it. Like bro. she mentioned something I feel about like your we're dynamic. Two peas in a pod. Well, hmm. so are Batman and Joker. They just like are not the same peas. <laughs> right. Right. Like you know. Right. They're kind of, and we can definitely dive right back into this. Like they are a lot alike. They are both psychologically challenged. One person has just accepted a certain <laughs> That's aspect. That's where we die. We're both psychologically challenged is where we connect. <laughs> yeah, like you guys, can, there's empathy between those two characters. There, there definitely is. There yeah. definitely is. Yeah. Like yeah. one and one person. It's true. What, what was it like the immovable force and the unsolvable object? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At all times. And the way they play it in the comics, it's like Joker's obsessed with Batman. Almost to the point where like he's like in love. In yeah. in Dark Knight Returns, it's almost like a little it's almost a little like home homoerotic and stuff. I like love, Joker is in love. Edge, he's in yeah. love with Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they play off of that in Lego Batman. That shit is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Lego <laughs> Batman is kind of brilliant. You know why? Because like it's funny to the average person, but if you're a Batman fan, mm-hmm. they hit you with the deep cuts, dude. Like yeah, it's they got do. like deep I've cut Batman it. shit. It's yo, worth watching. Yo. Oh, what? It's so it's good. Definitely yes. worth watching. Yeah. Okay, I'll give it a if shot. If you're a Batman fan, like they throw in references from the comics, the movies, mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Like you'll you'll pick it up if you're a Batman fan. Okay. For sure. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just love that Will Arnett is yes. the <laughs> And he's fucking amazing. He's, ama- yeah. he's phenomenal. amazing. Yeah. Let's get to the next one. Yo, we got a lot of messages today. Shout out to you guys, man. You Ooh. know what I'm saying? Like shout out to y'all, yes. bro. Sushi's hella messages this week, man. All right, back again. It's Celso Furek, once again sent by uh, EWVCC Radio, okay. Psych Life Radio, out of Miami Vice City Cypher. Celso Furek, I call this one encapsulated. Okay. Emotionless, encapsulated, like your patients are a foul emanation related to medication. Meanwhile, it's even a smile turned upside down. What the fuck ever happened to the person I once mastered? Question never answered, smashed up by the fans of my purpose. Seemingly burned, burned by the furnace, a bit of lack of courage, abuse from a certain person, the question that he was leaving, which kept from learning lessons, financial inadequacy, bleeding into a sea, contorting my soul, similar to Pose, Emily Bowe, straight over, like no one told the bowl, selfishness and self-centeredness, man with a bitch. So what is the solution, the future to keep it moving? More self-improvement, the to stay truthful, limited violence on the beam, unusual smoothness, remain pitiful, a powerful conclusion. Yo, yo. I, what I understood was dope. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I heard a lot of like uh, a little. I think it's called alliteration when they're like powerful poetry, but but I couldn't hear like mm. what they were saying. All yes. the lines. Reminds yeah. me of damn. Who was that? Rudy. That was not. Nah, I didn't even catch homie's name, man. But like he definitely has some flow in there, yo, man. I, I just the like flow. the phone was kind of yeah. The phone wasn't wasn't really doing him any favors, man. I was really trying to grab things that were in there. He, you know? But you're right. He did have like that alliteration kind of. Uh, What's the name of that Papoose? Papoose? Yeah, yeah, the pa- alphabetical, alphabetical slaughter. Alphabetical yeah. slaughter. I'm not a huge Papoose. How did you know that's I mean, what he was talking about? But he, because I think that's the only song to actually ever do that. Right. Like he went through every single letter in the alphabet. Saigon has one. You ever heard of Saigon? No. The he only Saigon I know is from Entourage. That guy. Yeah. Oh, it's the action. That's. Yeah. He's a real character. He's like a, a real, real rapper. Yeah. He's a real rapper. By the way, you guys watch that show fully? Yeah. 100%. 
Love on. I'm actually rewatching it now. I'm at the. I'm in the last it's season. A, it's a guy's soap opera, is what it is. I'm two seconds away from moving to Los Angeles I'm <laughs> because not even of Entourage. Around. Not even fucking. Around. Yeah, like I discovered Entourage when I was living in Do- in Los Angeles. And you, I'm pretty sure you had a, like it is. A, it's the story of like essentially like anybody who's like chasing a dream who has one, or maybe somebody who's already made it, right? Like, and the yeah. people that he surrounds himself with that kind of like protect him from all the bullshit. Like it is Mark Wahlberg's story in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, right? But I look at it and I'm like, I'm Ari, and I have a friend who like who just got a job with the mm-hmm. Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Who's Vince? You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Yeah. And we have like another friend who's like yeah. in VC Capital, and he's like E. You know, right. what I mean? yeah. like every friend group yeah. can relate to Entourage. It's like yeah. the dude version of Sex in the City. Like it's potatoes, what it is. 100%. Is e, right? <laughs> like potatoes, E. You know, when I uh, watching Entourage this time around, I think this is my my second time watching it. I I realize E is actually the main character. It's not Vince. Like wow. the lead is actually E. So think about it. I'm actually going to, uh, first of all, I, I agree with you halfway because I actually think there's two main characters. Mm-hmm. I think it's E and Ari. Mm. Okay. The, and the reason I think that is because they're essentially the same person, but who came from different backgrounds, right? right? So like mm. Ari is Harvard educated. He's mm-hmm. an agent. E is uh, from, from Sabaros. Yeah. <laughs> but he figured it out. Like I, I love Ari more mm-hmm. and I feel like my personality is closer to Ari's, but my come up I relate more to E. Right. Because I'm just like, yo, I, I was a college dropout. Yeah. Right. And people believed in me and that elevated me to the next step. Yeah. I think yeah. like a lot of the magic of that show was Vince, like, and his like nonchalant attitude towards whatever was going on around him, right? Like I don't, right. I don't know if that was a character decision or if it was like a direct we'll go back di- to Queens. directional point, you know, like mm-hmm. that he was given. But Yeah, he like, was like unwavering yeah. for a long time until he got like yeah. with the drugs and all that shit. Right. And but his, like I mean he wasn't like a strong it. actor or anything like that. But it just like the character itself was very like nonchalant about what was going on mm-hmm. in his life. And that bec- and the the driving force behind that was that he's like, yo, I came from nothing. And all of this is a plus, you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, whatever, even if I end up with a mill in the bank, I'm happy, you know? Yeah. Right. So let's risk it. I, you know? I always And I that. relate to that, like, a lot, you know? So, like, that's what I hope and feel like I would be if that situation ever presented itself, you know? Mm. There was, um like, you actually don't realize that he's actually like that until, like, the whole bullshit with Medellin happens and he goes to Ari's office and he's like, Ari, do you think I'm a good actor? Mm. Right. Because there's a difference between being a movie star and being, being a an good actor, actor right? Agreed. And that, the, for me, that was the first time I actually noticed that, right? And he was like, it remains to be seen. Mm. And that's, like, very, uh, to, it resonates really well with what, what you're saying, at least in my mind, because mm-hmm. he is so nonchalant. He's just, like, fucking a lot of girls, mm-hmm. and he's just, like... He's just enjoying it. Yeah, he's, like, ha- he's having the time of his life, but he's also, like, if anything happened... And they did. They went back to Queens. When, when the ship blew up, mm-hmm. they went back to Queens. Mm-hmm. But all that said, my favorite character is Johnny Drama. He's the most compelling character by far. Like to me, the single—if I could like—he's a real actor though, right? Like he—that's what an actor's life is like. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's relatable. And to me, the single best moment on that show is when he gets that call from when he was like all depressed and he drives off into like he's on a cliff somewhere, like like, Grand Canyon, yeah, Yeah. like Grand Canyon and shit. Joshua Tree or something. The victory moment, you know, like that to this day still like gives me chills, man, because like you you really root for for Johnny Drama, man. He came out on a million dollar listing the other day. (laughs) The actual actor, the actor, yeah. That's a Kevin Dillon. Kevin uh, or uh, Matt Dillon's brother. Matt Dillon's brother, right? Exactly. His name was Kevin. He's Kevin Dillon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's no. probably why he resonated a lot with the character of he's Matt Dillon's brother. Oh, of course, yeah, of I didn't course. know that. Yeah, yeah. he's Matt oh, Dillon's brother. Shit. Yeah, shit, I didn't even like spot on casting. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But no, I agree with you. Like Vince is not the main character. Vince is a catalyst mm-hmm. for the main character. Exactly, but, exactly. And I'm also like part of the team that kind of wishes Ari would have ended up with Dana Gordon. Me too. Dude. I'm like the reverse. I love of the them office. together. Yeah. yeah, I love them together. I'm that like, was awesome. The mm-hmm. other. No like, man, she—that was his girl that stuck by him the whole time, you know. Yo, but Dana would die for Ari. She would. Yeah. She would. But that's the side piece, man. Fuck and that. she and the other, like uh, my, um, you don't confuse that shit. But his to- wife, like, was born into money. Dana Gordon was like working for that shit, you know. Yeah, to me, that was way more it. sexy, man. Yeah. Also, like, I just thought I, I'm just more attracted to Dana Gordon than I was to yeah, uh, same to, to his wife. Anyway, yeah, yeah. same. Great. Kind of a great show. That it's kind, it's shallow, but it's so watchable. You know, but it's that, so but watchable. That happens with thirty minute shows because you just it's kind of like Ballers. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you go? Did I don't watch it, but so I know glad it's, you brought that up. I was gonna bring that up. Like Ballers was incredibly shallow, but I, like I loved Ballers for obvious reasons because right. I was like, oh, this is what I'm pursuing. I, I was gonna, that was gonna be the first question I asked. You like, so you watch Ballers? <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's such a good show. I mean, to me, it was a good show. It, right. I but I it was good in the sense that I knew what was shitty about it. Right, like I knew that it wasn't super in depth. I knew like the characters weren't like developed, and it's hard to develop the stories about athletes and entertainers in mm. thirty minutes right. a clip. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Entourage did it really well. Yeah. I thought Entourage did it as good as you could do it. You know what's a I good thirty-minute show that kind of uh, it doesn't veer off into kind of like the silliness of Entourage, but mm. it's still really funny. But mm. it it manages to go a little deeper. Uh, House of Lies. You ever seen that show? No, but I heard it's great. It's great. funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's a comedy. I didn't know House it was a comedy. The, the Don Cheadle one, right? Yeah, it's Don Cheadle. So I did not know that was a comedy hey, this whole time. I thought it was a drama. If you have Showtime, definitely watch that show. That one kind of flew under the radar, but fucking great show. And it's got like that entourage speed, right. but it's a little smarter in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Don Cheadle's different though, man. Yeah. That guy, Don that, Cheadle's if, hilarious, if, man. If I could think about actors as like athletes and, and go back to the, the killer mentality, mm-hmm. Don Cheadle is like at the top of that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? When he featured in that Kendrick video... Oh, he yeah. bodied Kendrick. Oh, yeah. He bodied Kendrick. I was like, "Yo, Don Cheadle's way more interesting than Kendrick." And man. he's yeah. like, he does, he does like the uninterrupted shows with, uh, like the bar- the barbershop show with like LeBron and like. Yeah. He's but that's just unfair. His whole thing is to play. No, I know, camera. I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, yeah. like, but, but I yes, saw it, yes. but I could see it in the video. I was oh, like, "Damn, sure. Don Cheadle like lights the camera on fire, bro." Right. Yeah. You know. He's we got more mental box or what? Yeah, yeah. Let's do. Let's uh, do it. I, mean, I don't know where to take this number down or what. Hey, yo, this is Ice One from Orlando, Florida. Okay. Yo, check me out now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, sure. Everything yeah. got a beginning. Nobody ever did it like Rex Tolliver did it. He come up with the best knock in a minute. I'm also from the old zone and suddenly got him rocking it with him. And if you tell Papa who's with it, he gon' pop in your civic and I fuck with RC Mike. I mean, that fool is solid. We'll lay it down for the set. The rules are solid. Uh, it's just G-Pack, dudes, and violence. Now watch you flip it on a late bag. Got love for everything but a brain pad. You can run your mouth until it has a spring cap. Get your brain fast. So Miguel Blanco's on the same track. Thought you loved me, and still you might do. Wish I had no feelings. So, uh, I'm just like you. Uh, let's give it that West Wing. Strong enough to give you sip and make your chest cringe. Palm trees made me trip. But big homie, yeah, that is a good game. Made me trip. Uh, I think it's just my laziness. I can see me sleepwalker. She want to ask me where I'm from. Watch you forever. While I wear my gun. If they got a girl, get behind me. Because every 
no food. <laughs> Damn, that was aggressive, man. Oh. <laughs> hey, dope, man. I don't know. I, that I should lo- suck, man. I had a little trouble hearing that one, too, but that shit sounded dope. I love man. people on this thing just shooting their shot. Yeah, that I beat, fucks with that, man. That beat is disgusting. Good beat choice, for sure. Yo, listen, man. Like, uh, you two guys that, that called up and rap, I didn't catch your names. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, call like, back. hit us up on, on the Instagram. Call uh, back. Call back. You know what I'm saying? Let us know what your name is so we can shout yeah. you out properly. But shout out to both of you guys, man. Yeah. I'll give you another sure. applause right there. That's what the fuck is up, man. Yeah. Listen, man, that's kind of like that, that's kind of like why we started the Bento Box. You know what I mean? Like this show really is not really about us, man. It's about the guests. It's about the listeners, and and we're kind of just like the Vince Chase of this shit. We're the we're the catalyst. You know what I right. mean? Right. No, it makes me want to rap. Like, yo, call the Bento Box. That shit rocks. Yo, this shit's <laughs> hot box media. Yo, yo. wash your socks. <laughs> Wired. So I, I actually am super interested to, because I didn't, you know, Sophia obviously told me that you used to do a lot of music. And mm. I actually, she, I think she might have mentioned you did film, but, you know, where, uh, when did you start music? Where did it take you? And then have you just decided to completely eliminate that part of your life or at least put it on mute for now like where is it right now yes. in your life yes tell us dre where <laughs> i don't i don't know that look i've never said that i stopped yeah but i've you know i've just like kind of taken a backseat to the music because it's like how i identified myself for a lot of years you know what i mean so i i broke away from that and kind of left that back there you know what i'm saying so right, yeah. so I don't know that I stopped, but I got to figure out what my music would even be with like this, this new perspective on life in a way. Right, you know right. what I mean? When, when you were an artist, were you just an, uh, and I don't mean this in a, like a just an artist, but were you only an artist or were you also a producer? Were you also an engineer? No, I like, I, I've always had to do everything just right. from necessity. You know what I mean? So right. yeah, definitely yeah, producing. I've always been into film too. So like even while I was doing the music, I was like fucking around with screenplays and yeah. shit like that. So no, I'm always, I'm the type of guy, I do a million things. You, know? you you said uh, when you were like talking to him, you're like, did you give Matt Reeves my screenplay? And, and actually the first thing I thought about was Johnny Drama. Yeah, well, he's like you know he's always like talking I'm that to guy. Yeah, he's always talking about his brother. He's like, yeah. bro, did you say anything about me? He's always trying to like slide Chase in. There. Yeah. Like, yeah, and it was so good because like I love seeing people shoot their shot. Yeah, of course, yeah. man. That's the underdog character. It's like the best, you know. Yeah, you and, know, and that's it's funny. Like typically, people refer to that as like the time they look back and as. The fondest time, you know, like what what time when they were struggling trying to make it. Oh, right, starving. right, 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 yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially if it amounts to something. Right. You know? Well, yeah. of course, if not, then, you know. <laughs> if you're not, not, you're looking back all bitter. Yeah, you're like, I wasted all this fucking time. No, I mean, no, I, I don't think so. I never look at it as a waste of time, exactly. though, because even it's funny how, like, even the skills that I picked up, like, making the music and, like, just seeing projects through from beginning to end mm-hmm. is a big fucking deal, man. And that alone is something, like, a lot of people have never accomplished. So the fact that, like... I made not only a song, just one song, you know, right. it's, it's hard enough to get somebody to do one song. So right. like I made multiple albums, we distributed them, we got them like on major blogs, we were on Pharrell's blog, you know, I did That's a song, amazing. I did a song, one of my favorite rappers of all time, dude. You know Who's what your one of your favorite rappers? Raz Kaz from Raz the Kaz. West Coast. Raz right? Kaz. Yeah, one of my favorite rappers. I got a fucking song with him, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, and a lot of the skills that I picked up, I, I use in my day-to-day job today. It's the reason I was able to, like, land the gig that I have right now. It's, like, skills that I learned marketing my music and shit like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, and, and now I work in marketing full-time. So, it's, like, 
you know, you can't really regret that shit if you kind of look at it from the big picture. 100%. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think, you know, I, I look at, I, to me, it doesn't sound, or at least, you know, from your answer, it doesn't seem like you're done with it. It just seems like you're trying to grow other verticals, mm-hmm. right? Like, and then leverage those skills that you learn. I, I don't really, like, bel- so it's funny, like, we were talking about winning and losing, but I don't really believe in the idea of you, f- like, people actually failing at, at shit. Because right. if you do something and it's not the result you expected, you probably gain some sort of capital out of that mm-hmm. right? absolutely yeah like if music if you never record another song you'll probably still know how to do all the things that you do on your day-to-day job even here like i this is this is my first time being in a, in a setting of a, of a podcast that's actually set up properly mm-hmm. and just looking at all the different things that actually have to go right mm-hmm. i don't without watching a video or like maybe having a job that required me to do it mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't know, right? I mean, I'm a great self-learner, but, like, seeing it, it's like, okay, well, somebody put in the time to learn this, mm-hmm. probably just using it in a different format or right. for another reason, right? right. Like, you know. Yeah. And even doing this podcast, That's like... That's how we've been learning is... Yeah, you know, and, and, and well, time, Renee yeah. can attest to this, too. It's like, I've put my... All those skills that I learned putting out music all this time to this podcast, too. Sure. You know what I'm saying? And Definitely. that's kind of what got us up and running, in a way. Right. Because, like you've told this story before but it's like we recorded the first episode and you were ready to just like yeah maybe we'll put it out maybe not you know what i mean yeah practice run in my opinion right i come from a mentality of like yeah we recorded this shit now it's time to put it out and now the real work starts now we got to market the shit now you know i'm I'm already there you know what i mean but if it wasn't for my experience i wouldn't have been there you know what i mean correct but uh, but i'm also uh, like i'm also somebody who who like subscribes to the idea of like if it's like it's better to just put it out, right? Like I, I we kind of were talking about this outside. Like if I'm gonna do something, I'm just gonna do it, and I'll learn on, on the way. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that that's why college kind of wasn't my thing either. Mm-hmm. Like right. the idea of like learning and reading and then evaluating. It's just kind of mm-hmm. like you evaluate yourself as you go along by just doing things. And I think mu- again, sports, music, entertainment, you know, acting, whether you're writing scripts or whatever it is. Like I you think there's no it. other way. You can't learn it in a classroom, really. Yeah, like yeah. I, I, I kind of when I was younger, I kind of. Uh, and when I'm by younger, I mean even like maybe two years, three years ago, I would look at people who went to like film school or like acting school, and I wasn't sure if I understood right. why they did it because I thought it was something that you just like failed enough at, and you could just do it without it, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I, you know, I I don't know because that's not my world, right? Like it's very it's very hard for me to like understand, but I respect either path, right? Mm-hmm. I went to sound recording school and. Not that I regret it because I learned a lot of technical aspect to sound that I probably, if I was just working on projects on my own, I would have not known that side of it. I would have just known the side of like troubleshooting my equipment and like mm. whatever else, you know. Right. Um, but I also think that I could have learned the the skills that it takes to be a good whatever director, sound engineer, writer, whatever, photographer is practice you know right. you, it's not that's where the skill comes from it right. doesn't come from learning anything in a book or whatever you know so. well i went to when i say i went to film school it was really a film program it was similar to like win code. what win code is yeah. but for film yeah it was like a you know a year of worth worth of film school basically cramped into like three months or whatever so i did that because i was literally starting from zero as far as filmmaking goes i knew how to write right but i didn't know how to turn that into something I, I knew nothing about cameras so i literally just had to like start from zero you know what i mean yeah. and and the reason i'm glad i did it is because i learned to shoot on film 
Like when we, you know, when we made our short films and shit, it was like on black and white film on a fucking like Aeroflex camera from the 50s, like the Hitchcock shit, 16 millimeter, you know what I mean? So, So when I eventually moved to digital, the appreciation that I have for like the ease of use when it comes to digital filmmaking, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have had that if I didn't have that perspective right? right so i'm glad i went to film school to to that three-month program now after that program i tried to i enrolled for a three-month screenwriting program now screenwriting is already something i had experience with because i had written some of my own scripts i didn't even last a week in that one mm-hmm. why do you think that like what what happened um See, you just like hating it? I was hating that? it. I'm yeah. like, how are you going to tell me how to write my script? You know yeah, what I mean? I was like, how dare you? Like, right. who the fuck are you? <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I, yeah. I didn't feel like, and, and I hate to sound like egotistical, right? But I don't feel like that's something that you can learn. Right. So, yeah. In a, in a school S- setting. Structure I, and things like that, yes. Yeah, like, I, right. I feel like that a lot about sports. You know, like, um, you know, the different companies have different ways of doing different things, right? Like, for example, like Rock Nation, right? Rock Nation is a gigantic Jay-Z, Jay-Z sports agency. Like, he'll take all the athletes he has at one moment and bring them to, like, Beats by Dre and be like, hey, sponsor all these athletes. This is the money. This is mm-hmm. what we want. This is a proposal. Other companies are like, you know, other, like, I'm very specific for each athlete. Like, I have right, a brand right. strategy for each one. I'm very specific. I, I don't always group them together. And not necessarily that one is right at, more than the other, but it's something that, like, a book would have never told me. Mm-hmm. Like, a book would have never told me to, like, how to do it or how to approach it or how to, like, ask for what you want. Like, one of the most basic things in, in, like, humanity that I think people struggle with that a book could never teach is, like, asking for what you want. Right. Yeah. It is. It's a tough thing to to think about because you're told that you should be independent, that you should, you should do, do everything yourself. on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. On that note, I really got a piss, so I'm gonna go ahead and. <laughs> Does this happen? Yeah. No, this is the first. This is good. I fucks with this. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. <laughs> Diaz Masvidal, man. What? What? Okay, so are you in the camp? Do you believe that Nate was about to turn it up in rounds four and five? So. Um, I love Connor, right? And loving Connor is that your guy? He's one of them. You know, I I mean, you know, I I I love Connor. I love who he is, and I love what he's done for the sport. I'm a marketing guy. I'm a branding guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Organically, like, yeah. You know, when he's when he's there making fun of like Jose Aldo and calling him a pussy and Brazilian while they're going doing the press tour right before that. I wanted him to lose so bad. I'm not gonna front. I I didn't. I wanted Aldo to whoop his ass, man. So you know, what I like Connor. Yeah, but, but I wanted well, Aldo to whip his ass. But I'm an old school MMA. But you're fan. A traditionalist, right? Yes. Right. Yes. And and Jose Aldo, what he what he had like ten years without without an L. Yeah. The thing about sports in general that's heartbreaking, but also super refreshing, is that a change of the guard has to happen. Oh, everyone's gonna lose, right? Especially in fighting. Exactly. Especially in fighting. And it's not so. It's not tragic. Like people are like, oh, he doesn't have anymore. It's not tragic. It's just time yeah. you got to og's got to make waves for new og's like mm-hmm. the other day i was watching uh one of my boys he he works for the dodgers now he's he's a knoll but he's one of like the best people i've ever met in my life like these group of people are great he he sent us a video in our chat and it was frank gore like uh the uh the bills had just played the redskins and frank gore like stops um put the mic a, a little closer yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. My bad. frank gore like stops adrian peterson mm-hmm. so he could say what's up to the bills rookie running back mm-hmm. and i was like Frank Gore just knows that it's time for him to, like, make it about other people. Right, right, right. And right, I loved right. seeing that, yeah. you know. 
Um, but that also goes back to like the respecting. Like my boys and Noel, uh, what's his Gore is a, a cane, and he mm. still like recognizes mm. that. You know what I mean? Mm. But going back to, uh, M, you know, the UFC. So knowing Nate, yeah. Like, do I think he was gonna turn up? Yeah. But do I think Masvidal was going to win the fight? Yeah, he was definitely winning the fight. I mean, he won all three rounds. Yeah, that's not even a question. That first round was probably a ten eight too. <sighs> the first. So what's interesting is. Um, and and I noticed this, and we can also talk about Connor and Nate one and two because Connor and Nate one and two were, were very good precursors to Masvidal, uh, And the reason I say that is because, like, Connor and and Masvidal to me are boxers mm-hmm. who learned MMA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Masvidal is you know he's walking around with Roberto Durant. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't care no Mas no or no no or no no Mas like still a legend right? Yeah. But. I, I felt like Nate was going to take it up a notch. You feel better? Yeah. Nice. How do you feel, man? Lighter? I was like, man, I'm really into this conversation, looked, but I also got to really pee. You ever had <laughs> you that feeling? No, that was a first, man. <laughs> no. Congratulations. I man. love it. You look lean. You look, yeah, you're, you're you look glowing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. So, like, if you look at um, Nate and Connor one, right, what did it tell you? It told you that if you try to go for a knockout and you try to exhaust yourself, mm-hmm. you will lose. You can't knock out Nate in rounds one through three. At least most people can't. You should have known that, though. I think Connor got a little cocky. If you watch, He's if you've been the watching hype. the yeah. Diaz brothers, you got to know that, like, charging at them is not the game. Agreed. You got to have respect for that you, fucking gas tank. Man. Their I gas should. tank, their chin, yeah. their length, you know, their their resilience. You know, the Diaz brothers are something else. We talked about Masvidal Canelo while I was gone. Huh? No, no. No, no, no we haven't talked about Canelo. No, no, no. And, I, and, and I'm just, like, touching the surface on, right. on like, Masvidal because I feel like that fight, you, if you, you could only appreciate that fight, if you really understood, like, I think Connor and Nate won, at least for me, or mm-hmm. Nate won in two. Mm-hmm. Um, is this good? Because I feel like I'm... You're maybe good. a little higher. You can maybe put yeah. it a little higher. Yeah. So, the re- and so, and the thing about Nate is, like, one, the Diaz brothers run triathlons just for fun. Right. right? That's number one. Right. Mm-hmm. Number two... Vegan, it, too. Yeah. I'm like, where's the beef here? You know? <laughs> 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 but, it, but number two, what's interesting about Nate is that, and, and Joe Rogan touched on this during the broadcast... He, it's, he misleads you. He has so much scar tissue around his face that he bleeds easier. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you think he's suffering, but he's not it's suffering. Like Clay Guida. Look, Clay Guida was a bleeder. Like, yeah, 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 right. yeah. I'll tell you, like, you know, Masvidal was whooping his ass, but at no point in the fight was I worried about Nate. At no point. I'm being complete, even in the first round, man. I, I wasn't worried, man. I have a newfound respect for Masvidal's po- uh, punching power. Like, I feel like I've seen yeah. Nate get touched. I've seen but, him get rocked like that, though. Man. He's man, been rocked, bro. Nah, Masvidal is He leaves hard, himself man. so open to it, yes, too, though. He like, does. He does. He, if there's two things that, that I think Nate leaves himself open to. It's it's um, a good punch and also the leg kicks, right? The leg and those kicks wear sure. you down. Like That's where I would start fighting Nate. Leg yeah. kicks. Right? Leg kicks. Well, yeah. that, that's so I guess if you transition to Connor and Nate, too, the reason Connor, to me, it was very obvious that he won. Mm-hmm. Connor was. To me, right? Like, okay. Connor was so surgical. Mm-hmm. And and the one thing that he did really well that he didn't do the first fight was when Nate, Nate kind of tried to bait him to the ground in the second fight mm-hmm. by either, f- maybe he was, f- I mean, I do think Connor has a heavy left hand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he when he would knock him down, Connor was just like, get up. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not even going right. to entertain it. In well, Connor took him down in the first one. Right. Because he because he was mistake. getting tagged up because he was getting tagged up. Right. But, yeah. But Connor Connor in his mind was like, I this is it. This is my time to fucking strike. And then Nate he gave Nate his back. Mm-hmm. It was a wrap. Yeah. Connor yeah. and Nate too was probably the best fight I have ever seen because it was surgical. It was a tactical uh, strategy versus someone who again. Immovable objects and it's a fucking zombie, man. Nate Diaz is a fucking zombie. That's he, a big. That's a big claim, though. Best fight you've ever seen. For me, it was. Wow. That was. A, I, th- I think a lot of people make that claim. Yeah. I don't, but I think a lot of people. That's like one of the consensus best fights, I would say. But it's also how I feel about the Diaz brothers and how I feel about Connor. Mm-hmm. Like I love the Diaz brothers. I love Connor. Mm-hmm. I love Masvidal. Like to me, there was no loser for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was excited. Yeah. Fuck. And yeah. one thing that Masvidal did that. Connor can't do, and I think it's a little bit because of length and weight. Mm-hmm. Is when Nate goes down, Masvidal was on top of him, like holding his hand and like right. hammer punching him. Right. right. Connor well, can't do that. Connor's not a natural 170 guy. No, he's not. Right. Whereas Masvidal looks pretty normal at 170. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though Masvidal went up from 155, like he's a he's a pretty big 155. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a he's a yeah. big boy. Like, yeah. but Masvidal, what he did very what I thought was genius was like every time he would get caught up in a, in like a a grapple Mm -hmm. where you thought like, where you knew Nate was just trying to shoot or like take him down. Mm -hmm. He would have these, he would, yeah, he would have these flurries. All right. The twitch reflex. And he would just like literally three piece in a motherfucking Mm -hmm. soda, Mm -hmm. Nate. And that's what I was worried about because I was like, Nate, I expected him to turn it up, but Nate was getting carved up and this and this were going to connect at some point. Oh yeah. So do you think, it should have been stopped. If I'm thinking about the safety of his vision uh, and his health, yeah. And I know it's unpopular. I know. I, I, th- I feel like I've seen fights. I've much seen much worse. worse. I've seen people's faces hanging off of their faces. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've seen much worse. And I think you guys are right. Yeah. I just think like now we're at a place where like an athlete's well being is th- like it's the stuff that's outside of the cage that people mm. worry about. Right. Right. Of course. Um, I get that. And you also, know, no doctor wants to be responsible. Especially mm. in New York, in Madison Square yes, Garden, like that's another thing. Well, someone, yeah, someone that fight just died. Been stopped in Vegas. S- someone just died recently. But you, uh, but look, getting knocked out and getting cut are two totally different things. A cut is, you know, right. You're just bleeding, dude. Okay, you know, Masvidal Canelo. But is? but someone, uh, a boxer, passed away a couple of weeks. Ago. Really? Did you see that? Yeah. yeah, he got knocked out. You know, went to the uh, to the emergency room afterwards. That's ended up passing away like a couple of days later. A couple of days yeah. later. Yeah. Was it just Never brain, recovered. S- brain swelling or what was I it? I think it was brain swelling. Probably. Yeah. But boxing is a different sport also. Remember that. I think MMA is safer. It is. I think the fact that they stop you when you get knocked the safer. fuck out. Yeah. Like the fact that you have a standing eight count in boxing. Is not. Is dangerous. Smart. I mean, you're going to keep fighting with your brain fucking rattling around like that. That's it's like that the NFL before the concussion protocol. Right. right. It's essentially the same thing. Right. It's right. the same thing. Yeah. So boxing is dangerous, man. Yeah, Box, boxing is scary, but uh, back to boxing, like Masvidal is a great boxer. You think man. he's gonna have a chance in no. hell with Canelo? No, no, I think it's gonna just be Floyd and Connor. No. It's gonna be the same thing. It's right. just gonna be a great spectacle. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Canelo. Uh, you know, I fuck with Masvidal all day, but like, I don't think that's the move, man. There you must be a lot of money. Conquer man, the UFC, man. Like that. You know, oh, yeah. conquer yeah, the yeah. UFC. Like uh, on your way out too, because I know he's 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 had uh, like interviews where he's talked about like a day where he doesn't. He's not fighting, and that's not far been away. Fighting for years, yeah. he's in his thirties. You know what I mean? He's not. He's gonna do it. He's. Sh- I think he should. For again, I'm a branding and marketing guy, right? I think he should do it. Right. 
But it's not about is is he going to do it? It's about is Dana going to do it? That's the real question. I like think Dana's going to do it. He doesn't. He can't yeah. do it unless Dana signs off on it. Dana made money off of that Connor. Fight. Yeah, Dana. Dana looks at that and he's like, I already have the blueprint. Is Masvidal Connor popularity wise though? You know, people will you, tune you in. Can't, you can't. You uh, can't to see UFC fight boxer. So yeah. right now, yeah. yes. Yeah. This moment, you think so? Right now, yes. Hmm. But no. No, nah, Connor at his height yes. was bigger than anything MMA has ever seen. Let Correct. me let me rephrase then. I don't think he's the same. And he's I the hottest guy right now. Yeah, Masvidal's the, the hottest guy. Right which now. is why you I'll give strike. you that for that, sure. That's yeah. why I would do it. You want to? Mm-hmm. Sh- I don't think anybody will come. Masvidal might get there, but I don't think anybody will be Connor. Like Connor's different. Yeah, he's he got different. to he's, a crazy level. Like, he was lightning in a bottle for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. think about what he did in Brooklyn with the fucking uh, yeah with the with the, the, the hand bus. truck or whatever. Yeah, like, with the bus. And he got and he walked. He punched an old guy in the face. He got away with he that too. Punched an old guy in the no, face. He had to go to court. Got it on video. Yeah, that's the type of shit that makes me sad but about Connor f- because I fans, love him. The fans taking over, uh, you know, the uh, MGM Grand in Vegas and. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the hype around Connor is insane. Yeah. It was insane. And when he comes back, you better believe, especially if that first fight, he's going to get get like a, a, I don't want to say a softball and insult a a UFC fighter. Yeah, what do you you think should be his comeback? Because like Khabib 2, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. He has no chance against Khabib. That's what he's saying he wants though, right? No, I I, I think he wants Masvidal. Oh, yeah. And he said it before. So I think what's going to happen is he might get like a Cerrone. For the first fight back. That's what I was seeing. Yeah, yeah. I was seeing something about that. And then I think Masvidal, I think if you want to sell pay-per-views, you go Masvidal. If you want to just appease like somebody's re- like revenge, you go Khabib. But I don't see Khabib. I don't feel it. I don't hey, feel it don't either. look past Cerrone. I, I like Connor in that fight, but don't look oh, past no, no, no. Donald Cerrone. Cerrone's fighting like a new man lately, man. Like you know, he lost. I, agree I think the last one, but he's been on on fire otherwise. Donald Cerrone could catch Connor slipping, and oh, his yeah. jujitsu is fucking excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I hope I like Connor in that fight though. Specific. I like Connor in that fight too. I yeah. feel like Cerrone will, you know, jump right into Connor's left hand, but. If he manages to get that thing on the ground, Connor's in trouble, man. Yeah. I don't like the way Connor looks on the ground. You know? Connor does not look great on the ground. No, no, no. no, no. Like, w- what's his name? Uh, what's the What's the guy from from uh, Bellator who's like on his team? Um, Dylan Dallas. Dylan Dennis. Dylan Dennis. He's a good, like, great jujitsu. Oh yeah, great yeah, jujitsu yeah, yeah. fighter. Um, Connor doesn't look bad on the ground. It's just in comparison to people who are exceptional at it, mm-hmm. like Nate. Right, right. Like uh, Cerrone, too. Like I think Cerrone's great on the ground. Damian Maya, just a different level. It's just different. Yeah. But uh, but then if you look at them in co- in contrast to like stand up game, mm-hmm. Connor and Masvidal right now are dangerous. They're yeah, weapons yeah, yeah. of of like mass destruction I, I think with their fists. Connor's got the best sense of distance, I think, in the UFC. Connor's definitely. all defense on the ground, is what I was gonna say. Remember yeah, he's ground prevention. Game. Yeah, he's that's, yeah, that's, he's that's the crow cop method. I that's know. the crow cop uh, blueprint yeah. right i mean yeah. i don't know i i like to see offense from uh, from a person you know from a ground battle you know what i mean yeah, but how he's a specialist though right like connor, connor to me harkens back to the old days of mma he's a specialist mm-hmm. there's he's a, a stand-up guy there's a good video on uh, on youtube that talks about how he measures distance connor actually doesn't measure distance based off of vision mm-hmm. it's all feel mm-hmm. so right. when someone rushes him he just Detects it with one hand. Mm-hmm. It's usually his right, right, because right. he's got the left loaded, ready right. to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's to me, like the Nate fight. I, I'll never forget it because it was so tactical and right. it was so surgical. And he didn't 
have to like overpower him. Masvidal, not only is he surgical, but he will overwhelm you. Right. Yeah. Masvidal's like cardio is way better than Con- Connor's cardio is what surgical, worries me. Surgical, I don't know about surgical, meaning in the sense of like he is not. Uh, like I haven't seen from Masvidal at least yet, like that he knows the game expertly yet, but he is very precise. If I think if that's what you're saying, he's right? he, so he's as surgical as you can be for someone who throws a volume of punches. Okay, right? Because he throws, I think he throws more punches mm-hmm. than Connor does. Like mm-hmm. Connor is, yeah, Connor's one at a time, boom, waits right, for yeah, it. Yeah, right, Connor's right. waiting for that left oh, to open. Connor Striker, right? Almost. Yeah. Connor's from the Anderson Silva school, right? Yes. You know, but Masvidal it's not is, as good. Masvidal will walk you down right with pace. Connor right. will wait. That's what I mean. Where he's not that surgical because he will try to walk you down. Yeah, when you he think might get surgical, caught, you, know? you think like a counterfighter. Yeah, I, I, I think Mighty right. Mouse when I think surgical. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Mighty Mouse to me is the most surgical in the UFC. What's or What's your was. favorite fight of all time? My favorite fight, man. I I, I was just thinking about the Rory McDonald fight. Um, with Robbie Lauder, Robbie people Lauder, have, people yes. have talked about this fight. I've never seen this fight. Oh that's a, man, that's a really. But good I have ESPN fight. Plus, which is a great five dollars to spend if you love the UFC. If you got a if you get a pay per view, you get it for. I a have year. it too. I have yeah. ESPN Plus too. So yeah. it's funny that when people mention the greatest fights, it's always like these five round wars, right? Right. My greatest fight of all time: mm-hmm. Silva versus Belford. Okay, with the uh, moon that kick. fight was one fucking round with the crescent moon kick. Is yes, that yes. And the thing about that fight is like just watching them. First of all, the build up was crazy because like both of those guys are just fucking legends. Legends, you know what I mean? For sure. So like just watching them get in the same cage was like it was just like this otherworldly feeling. But the fact that the first three minutes of that fight was just them measuring each other up. Yep. And then someone at, you know, I think Vitor swings first and like, then it's like this crazy chaos. But he was setting up that kick too. The no, Anderson time. was setting it up the whole time. And that's why it's my favorite fight. Cause you, I mean, that's, that's a fucking like Kung Fu master, like come to life. Very you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Like two, uh, what do you call those things? Like a crickets or whatever they are. Fucking mm-hmm. praying mantis. Praying man- yeah. <laughs> like Anderson, was, yeah. Anderson Silva to me is like the closest, you know, watching him in MMA is one of the closest sensations I got in any sport to like watching Michael Jordan in his in his prime. Yeah, it's a, yeah, Forrest Griffin fight like um, it was like otherworldly. Have like, you seen those fights where no. he's like so MMA was rel- relatively in 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 regards to like how much I love sports was relatively new. Right? Okay, yeah. you okay. know like so you did you get in with Connor? I got in with Connor. Oh, gotcha. Connor gotcha. is gotcha. what what made you know what made me love because again it's what I love. Like I yeah. love someone who not only ruins your mental preparation but yeah. then backs it up. Like when he fuck like we were just talking about Aldo. Yeah. <laughs> no, he yeah yeah. <laughs> like he it changed my Aldo, life. Man. It changed my life to see Dude, that. It changed know? everyone's perception of Aldo. Right. And it's a, it's a shame because like I feel like people now remember him as the guy that got knocked out by Connor in 5 seconds, Instead you know? of the guy who never took a loss for 10 years. Yo. Yo when exactly. like before Connor, Jose Aldo was like it was like Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo right under him. Yeah, you know he, what I mean? His career was like right there about to be like from you know what, what I've seen from and It from, was there, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 100% like I agree like and then Connor just like like he just came in as this like skinny like Irish dude. Right. Not only knocked him out, but then he goes up. He does the money thing on yeah. the on the cage, and then he puts both <laughs> middle fingers up. And you're just like, 
I, I can relate to that guy. I've done that like at the park. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Got no respect. Well, behind guy. the mic, <laughs> yeah, right. no one is close to Conor McGregor. You know, yeah. I I think the Chael Sonnen comparisons are like almost disrespectful. Right. Yeah, I'm like, Ch- like Chael Sonnen. Who is the fuck is that guy? Like, that shit it's is genuine, though. With classic, Conor, yeah. it's genuine. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like, you know, for the Mayweather buildup, it started to feel fake. Favorite it started to feel yeah. fake. Yeah. But all the like the who the fuck is that guy and all the like the the Nate Diaz back and forth and the Jose Aldo shit and just like you know all that was real. Right. You Nate, know? Nate uh the the what's it he called? He got in Jose Aldo's fucking Oh head. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. When he was like there was like there's a clip of him like driving past uh, Jose Aldo as he's going up to like I don't know if it's like Fox Sports 1 or they're, they're about they're doing the media shit, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like Antalio, Antalio and he's yeah, like calling him a that. pussy in, yeah. in, in, in Portuguese <laughs> and I was like I loved it. And yeah. but Connor is like I remember I remember Nate said some shit uh, this was leading up to Connor and Nate too and Connor goes he will do none of those things and I was like yeah no I, I totally believe you just cause he, something about him like but Nate is also a good tr- trash talker because he doesn't get bothered that's the thing like I feel like Nate is the first guy that Connor came across that his shit talk just could not didn't phase matter. him yeah. it did not didn't phase matter. him dude yeah. even watching like nate is not the most like articulate guy I on the disagree. on the spot i see i saw nate get rattled but the thing about nate is that like, in the build-up connor nate like, too not I think rattled he got in a, little... a bad way though you know like i feel like it was he just fueling him like yeah, fueling him yeah but that's not out of character for nate no i agree that's not, not out not. of character no no it wasn't anything out like of he, character. Ne- he didn't he wasn't able to take nate off his game the way he did with everyone else agreed Agreed, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if that's for Nate, it fuels his fire versus yeah. takes Did him he piss him off? Sure. Yes. But, like, but the thing is, like, Nate Diaz, it doesn't take much to piss him off. Right. So that's what I'm like, saying. He's always pissed off. He was already going to come <laughs> into <laughs> the fight with after that. After the right? Masvidal yeah. fight, he was like, The Rock, man, fuck The Rock. Yeah. He's like, The Rock could get it too. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. like, With all due respect. Like, <laughs> Nate is, Nate said one thing and, uh, like, hey, he's much smarter. I'm sorry to cut you no, off, no. but, like, when I say he's not the most articulate, like, He's actually one of the smartest fighters in in MMA as, you know, with the way he handles his career. Mm-hmm. Like, he's incredibly yeah. savvy. Mm-hmm. Incredibly savvy. If you listen to, like, his interviews with Ariel Hawani and that guy knows what the fuck he's doing with his career, man. Look at the way he handled the USADA thing I mean, before the how, fight. Look how long he's lasted, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's all, his, his um, whatever, his mystique or whatever you want to call it has only built, you know. Yeah, even as, with losses. Right, yeah. exactly. Even with That's losses. That's what I mean, yeah. Like you, uh, the uh, Connor and Nate thing, too. And I I keep going back at it to it because from a, whether you look at it from a marketing and branding perspective, when you whether you look at it as a pure fighter, like there's so much to take away from that that I think. And Connor in general to me just has set the tone for what will happen in the UFC in terms mm-hmm. of like how people are and the personalities. With the BMF belt or whatever. Yeah, he's gonna come back for yeah, the beat. That, that's that, that's gonna that's that was, the fight. That's, that's the, the Connor fight. thing. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, like that doesn't exist without Connor, right? right? I, that's what I'm saying. Right. No. I, I, yeah. So, but I look at um, I look at Connor and I and I think to myself, I'm like, you know, he's also again somebody who's so okay with losing. Mm-hmm. Like when he lost to Nate, he wasn't a bitch about it. Yeah. He yeah, just no, went to he, the lab. Yes. And he figured it out. When he lost to Khabib. He, w- I mean, he's been acting out for a little while, but mm-hmm. I don't think he's a, being a bitch about it. He was just like, "Yo, I took." That he takes out. his losses like a man. I, I'll give him that. And mm-hmm. Connor does not go for easy fights. He no. does not. I, I respect the shit out of him for that. Yeah, you 
Nate, one of his best moments of trash talk, and I think it was right before the first fight, he was like, you know, I'm just going to hit him with some shit. I'm walking out with a pocket of cash. And I was like, I was like, I, that's genius too. Like to me from a marketing perspective, I was like, no one's behind this guy except for his brother, right? right. There's no marketing guy. There's not a lot yeah. of agents. And he just says things where you're just like, yo, that's fucking hilarious. But they're the realest guys in, in yeah. the UFC by far. The, you know how they show the fighters at the fight or whatever? I'll never forget this dude. Nate pulls out a joint from his and ear. Puts it in his mouth. He's like, ah, da, da. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's like, the man. Come on, man. I mean, him and his brother were, were really smart. They got ahead of the CBD trend. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Act you know, like you had yeah. some sense, though. Come on. Na now, like, working <laughs> what with... What do you mean? That's part of his brand, yeah, though. Yeah, that's part that of That moment brand. right there w I was know. crucial for the branding I know, of Nate I'm joking. Diaz. I get it. He, after my hood rat friends doing hood rat things. <laughs> 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 after Connor and Nate, too, he Can't was... take him nowhere. He was smoking CBD in the press conference. And, and people were like, what is that? You know, people people didn't even know you could, like, separate it from teams. Right, right, right. Like, right. Um, which now is, like, a, it's an industry that, like, every soccer player that I represent, I'm trying to get them with a CBD brand because mm -hmm. that's one of the few sports that allows it. Mm -hmm. But they were so ahead of that shit. But, like, it's funny how you talk about entrance walks and you talk about, like, Nate. But, like, Connor, when he did that, like, fusion of that... Irish song with like Notorious B.I.G.'s. Yeah. That shit was like was Sinead O'Connor, was it? Yeah, yeah that was Sinead yeah. O'Connor. Right? Yeah. Sinead O'Connor with, uh, it's like some sort of. I did she come out and perform it? Yeah, she did. Am I tripping? Yeah, but not, not for, the, I'm talking about the Aldo fight. She wasn't there for the Aldo oh, okay, fight. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That was the Eddie Alvarez fight, right? So yes. yes. Look, if, if, yes. if I'm being honest, that's the fight where Connor looked the best, <laughs> in my opinion. Like right. the Eddie Alvarez was the pinnacle of, of, Conor McGregor's career. He's, as he's a also coming off of uh, like that huge fight, uh, you know, against Nate and like Eddie Alvarez was just. He said it himself. He's like Eddie Alvarez shouldn't have been there. Like mm -hmm. he just the, he was just the best guy for the time, but he just should not have been there. He's a great fighter too, though, man. Eddie, Alvarez, Eddie Alvarez, I remember Eddie Alvarez yeah. from he's fucking Bellator for me, man. Like yeah. he'll have like a really good fight and then he'll have like a really bad fight. He was know? undefeated for a long time in Bellator too, though. Yeah, yes. Before he that came to I the did, UFC, I didn't I know that. I don't yeah. go by that anymore because after like this guy Ben Askren and whatever, he was. You got to go by that because like look what happened when the UFC absorbed Strikeforce. The Strikeforce guys were kicking ass in the UFC, man. That's true. And they were over there in strike force the whole time. So like, did, did you know. Speaking of entrance walks, what yeah. about Adesanya's last entrance walk with the choreography and Let shit? Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> I'm not a fan of You know homie. I'm about dance, bro. I'm not a fan of homie, man. Adesanya? Yeah. Like, he doesn't remind you. His body kind of just reminds me of Anderson Silva a little bit. Yes. Yes, but... But his not stance. his style. Not his, his style. Stance. Well, yeah. actually, his stance is a little bit like... Kind of karate-ish. But minus like that, you know, Silva was cocky, but Silva had that traditional martial arts humility to him too. You know what I mean? I think Adesanya mean like, has that. I like just think humbleness? he's on a little bit on a wave yeah, right now. Yeah, he had like a certain like humbleness, you know? like like. But what did he do when he fought Silva? He like gave him so much respect and like... And then talked a bunch of shit. I and mean, then came out and talked game. a bunch of shit. So it's like, it's you know. It's part of the game, though. He's trying to sell the fight. You know what I mean? If it's all like love, everybody's going to be like, the, whatever. That's the know? worst part about the fight game, man. He's, I mean, I, I, I agree with him. It sucks. But I, I don't think there's very many of these individuals who hate them, each other. Right. 
Like, I even think I have, like, this secret conspiracy that Connor and Nate are best friends because they were so sm- they made each other so much money. They're kindred spirits, man. Yeah. Like, I want Connor and, and Floyd Mayweather to be best friends. I like, think after that too. fight, I'm like, I want these guys to Those be friends. Those guys are best friends for sure. Yeah. They, it's, yeah they're, <laughs> but, you're, but you're really right about, like, the whole promotion, that very fabricated. Yeah. Connor was very and fabricated. Mas. So Masvidal by himself, right? First of all, I love him because he just reminds me of 400 million people I've ever oh, met same. in this city. <laughs> yeah, same. The same. accent. Mm-hmm. Right. Every, the look, everything. The everything. attitude, everything. the way he holds his hands in front of him mm-hmm. like this. Yeah. like. But what's interesting is like now that he's actually getting the press, like you realize, and I think we were talking about this as well, he's a, he's a phenomenal public speaker. Yeah. He's a very articulate individual. He's, he's good on the spot. Yeah, for great sure. Great on the spot. Yeah. Very dead, like... From a cardiovascular aspect, like I put him up there with like you know Nate. Oh, I don't know if I don't think anybody's really up there with with the Diaz brothers, but Man, he's he just so dedicated to his craft, and you people just kind of forgot he was around. Him and Connor would be an interesting build up, man. Right, that build you up know would be Connor would say some shit, and you know Masvidal's not. Masvidal ain't gonna stay quiet, man. Nah, and like, that's it. If and, and the thing is yeah. with them too, yeah. is that like when Masvidal says it, it's got a little bit more weight to it, man. Cause like I feel I feel like Masvidal is the guy I that's pretty equal to me, man. Yeah, sorry, like sorry. Connor will. Yeah, Connor will show up and throw a fucking dolly at your bus, but Masvidal mean, will walk up to you and give you the three piece, bro. <laughs> you know what do I'm you saying? Mean, oh, so that's actually the answer to my question. I was gonna ask you: Do you mean as like actual fighters, or as just like pure entertainers? Like I, when Masvidal says, "Yo, I'm gonna fuck you up," I believe him. When Connor says it, there's a little bit of theatrics to it. You know, I, I know what you're there's, saying. There's there's yeah. theatrics to Conor McGregor. But I don't think I don't think Masvidal yeah. is as threw theatrical. He a dolly at the bus, and he was like, "Yo, come down." I'm saying he just didn't have proximity, or you think he was like doing one of these, like, "Yo, hold me back." Like, yeah, oh. man, he's one of those like about to fight. Right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, I'm about to fight. Right. So, so somehow, you know, somebody pulls him out to fight. Shout out to Hollow Ladon, man. That, that was my move in middle school, y'all. I was like, yeah. hold, me, hold me back. Yo, hold son. me back, bro. You lucky, man. I was going to fuck you up. You look at a bell rang, son. The guy gets clapped. <laughs> so I think Connor's for real, though, right? So, like, I do, I get what you're saying because he is. Connor is an entertainer who's, who fights. Yeah. Masvidal fights and entertains. Masvidal yeah. happens mm. to be entertaining. Mm. He happens to be entertaining. No, Connor is yeah. entertaining by design. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, one is by design, the other one is not. Yeah. Masvidal is, he's also, I think, he captivates people like us because we grew up in the city. Right. He's like the typical guy that you saw at the park talking shit. Right. Also, the rest of the country, because they've never seen, I don't think they've ever seen like Miami. Like that's that, that's know? what I like about it. It's Me the too. fact that like he's making the... Miami guy that you and I both know, you know, like marketable to the entire country. Like they're enamored with fucking Jorge Masvidal right now. So it's kind of cool, man. Like he's because he's really from the cloth. Yeah, that guy's really, really from the side of the bridge, man. Like the the, the problem with like my like, you know, I think if you love anything in life, right, you you accept the good and the bad. And I love being from Miami, Mm -hmm. but the only perception that people have of Miami is the other side of the bridge. One million percent. Right. Like only purely like what South beach is. And I'm like, yo, like nobody's ever seen over town. Nobody understands what Westchester is. Nobody knows what highly is. And he is all of that. Oh yeah. He is everything but South beach. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I love that about him. For sure. He's just so raw. Like he was at the press conference, like eating, like, I don't know what, if it was a quesadilla, I don't know what the fuck it was that he was eating. And he was like, Connor (laughs) pizza. I think it was a pizza. He's like, I'm going to fuck that little man up. And yeah. when he said that, I was like, 
Well, he he's like margin like in a fight world, he's marginally bigger. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Pretty you know? sure I've seen him at Purdy at one point. You know what I mean? Like, he is the type of guy that would go to Purdy. <laughs> like I, I used to work at a strip club. I used to work at a strip club uh, from the ages of 18 to 22 as a valet, and my brother was a a manager that was just like right hand. I would do like bank runs. It was mm. Pink Pony. Okay, Durrell. the pony. Yeah, yeah the I've pony. been to the pony. I'm very familiar with the pony. He's There's a guy a who would go to the Durrell? pony. Yeah, the ping pony and Doral. There's, I thought there was always one up at Okeechobee somewhere. Um, not that I know. No, the of. one in Doral is uh, okay. The one I remember. All that's, right, yeah, that's yeah. like he's the type of guy that would go to a yeah. pink pony in Doral. Not the one where Kelly worked at. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 All right, so okay, that's an interesting story. But go ahead, Bali. No, no, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just like he just reminds me of like several people that I've met and seen get into fights there, and like have come out and also been like big personalities that people gravitate towards yeah. as well yeah so it's it, it's just nice to see somebody like he in a way he reminds me of the miami hurricanes like a lot of the kids that come out of the u right like they're from overtown they're from liberty city and they're like the real they're what the city is like kind of predicated yeah. on right like sure udonis haslam too man you know, that's that's, that's why he's so, so glad you said that yeah man. that's why he's so loved out here man. yeah man that's yeah. my favorite heat player of all time bar none he, you that's know, legit. Yeah, yeah. I'll that's, give you that. Yeah, yeah. he is, and it's interesting because like Udonis has him. I always saw him as like the alter ego of Dwayne Wade, right? Mm-hmm. Right. He did all the things that Dwayne Wade wasn't couldn't do from because again branding and marketing and right. When Tyler Hansbro hit Dwayne Wade, who went after Tyler Hansbro? Right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. You know, what it, I mean? it like, reminds you a little bit of um, Charles Oakley to Michael Jordan in his in his early early years. days. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when when, the enforcer. I, when Isaiah would hit him or Bill Lambier would hit him, he would go hit Bill Lambier or Lambier to Isaiah. Right. Also, because exactly. Isaiah wasn't the biggest guy on that team, but right. he was he was the guy. Yo, you get him, you get him. He was the one like you know. Oh yeah, instigating and shit. What I love about the NBA right now is that it's kind of coming back to the '90s in the sense, not because of the physicality, but in the sense of every team is predicated on a dynamic duo. You don't have these Not super the threes. Mm. Not I the agree. Th- I agree with that. The threes died. This offseason was great for the NBA. Absolutely. This last offseason. Yeah. Damn, I got to start getting back into it. For it's, sure, it's amazing. Like, it, you know, I think, so you got Houston, which Houston, I don't think will work out. No. If, we're, if we're just talking about just pure basketball, Houston no, will no, not no, work no. out. Um, L- Los Angeles, both sides. Well, well, we don't know what the Clippers actually look like with Paul George. I'm assuming it'll work out. The Lakers look great. The Lakers look great. I like the Clippers in a seven-game series. I love the Clippers. I like the Clippers in a seven-game series. I'm sorry. No, 100. I'm I'm with you. From LeBron is LeBron, but Kawhi is walking with a certain confidence right now that I I I don't think. And not only that, LeBron shied away from the from the Kawhi matchup in that game in game one. Yeah. So 100. That's already sending me the the wrong message. Like he don't want it. He don't want the smoke. Aren't we early on in the season though? It just started. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. I know what he's saying. Like I, I know. Like I can tell. There's a clip of LeBron in 2013. It was actually the year that we beat the Spurs. But uh-huh. there's there's a clip of LeBron where oh I know where you're going. Yeah, with where this. Kawhi checks into the game. It's like the third quarter. It's yeah. a game that I think we I, I think we lost. It was game five. It was before the Ray Allen shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi and LeBron sees Kawhi come in, and this is like Kawhi mm-hmm. five years ago. Six yeah, years this ago. is Kawhi before he was Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. he and he LeBron sees him, and he's like and. Yeah. He he's like, yep. oh, like, and I'll and I'll and I remember that moment, and I'm like, you know, we talk about killers, we talk mm-hmm. about assassins on the basketball court, and and Kawhi, even though he's 
really the reason why he's the reason why uh, Raylan was even in in the position in to the, make that yeah, three. Yeah, because he missed yeah. that free throw. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But the dude is a, a killer, and and the fact that let's not even talk about a marketing and branding side and how he took like the laughing to a whole new level. Hey, I love it. Love what it. What he's done with the marketing, like he's the least marketable guy, and, and he's, he's somehow yeah. turned that into something. It's but it's great. I also give New Balance a lot of credit. Like mm -hmm. New Balance has, is the driving force with the fun guy stuff. Yeah. The merchandise is great. The fact that they but are. But that all originated from Kawhi. 100%. I mean, that doesn't happen if Kawhi doesn't say that in that interview. The Terminator you know? commercial? Yeah. What a great Amazing. Commercial. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, shout out to Kawhi, man. He's my favorite <laughs> yeah. basketball player right now. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. Has been for the last few years, too. So he, for me, uh, he, I think it's him and if we're talking about non-Heat players, right? Um, I mean, Giannis is up there for me, too. I like Giannis. He, I like Giannis. He's, he's, uh, he reminds me of early Kawhi, though. Yeah. You know, he's not there yet. He's um, not. But I like him a lot. I like Milwaukee in general. Like Splash Mountain, like you guys, mm -hmm. Brooke Lopez, like pulling him from like 50 feet, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's interesting because I, I don't remember the last time the NBA was this open. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, anyone could win it this year. Mm. Yeah, I just don't I love remember. that. I love hearing that. I want to start. You guys are making me want to watch. Well, it's like I feel like that. the Warriors, you know, I know they were great for the league as far as revenue and all that, but it made basketball a little stale to me. Yeah. I lost. I definitely lost some interest during those years. It, it was hard to watch um, Cleveland and, 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 uh, and Golden State. Year after year. Toronto going was big. Awesome. Mm -hmm. It was last, a great No, that last playoff, that like the last playoffs were fucking great, man. I just hate that. I, I, I didn't want Kevin to get hurt. And and that kind of like translates to like how I feel about competition in general. Like if I'm going to compete with anybody or anything or if I'm watching somebody else compete. You want them at their best. I want them yeah, and course. going up against the best. Right, like, right, right. It's just not like, to me, there's no stain or asterisk on it. I don't think that for Toronto mm -hmm. because I think they would have beat them anyway. That's part of sports, man. But it's... Yeah, yeah, it's part of sports. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't like how the fans were excited about the fact that he got hurt. That was shitty. That was awful. That was shitty, man. Awful. But I was happy for Toronto, man. Yeah. I was I was happy for Toronto. Happy for Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Drake was happy for Drake. He that's was, for sure. Was he like the mayor of the parade or whatever it is? Like the there was a was on the, the head float. Have you have you guys seen the the clip where I'm, I'm sure you guys have where he's uh like the Instagram live that he does where he's like Clay Thompson. When you see me in your quick server shorts, he's like, "You better wave nice to me too." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like, but I, th I, I, that's another person where like it kind of reminds me of like Floyd and Connor. Like, I think they're all friends. I think it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he was at the fight too. Yeah, he was a Connor fan. Drake is Drake was riding with Connor heavy, yeah. heavy. Yeah, he, uh, if I'm not mistaken, hasn't he? Has he ever come out with him? Yes. Yeah. I mean, right. I don't know if he came out with him, but I know, like, in the buildup of the whole Mayweather stuff, like, they showed him backstage with Connor. Do you remember Mayweather coming out with uh, Beaver? Of course. What a blast from the past. Of course. Like, I just, <laughs> of course. It just, like, pops That's into my hilarious. head. But boxing, the, the, boxing worries me, right? Like, I don't know enough about it um, outside of the fact that I'm dying to see Fury and, and Wilder fight yeah. again. Yeah. But boxing worries me because it's you don't have that kind of like uh, pillars as much. You know, you don't have multiple people that are widely known to the casual fan. Right. It's because of the structure of the business, though. It's what Dana White kind of corrected with the UFC. He put everyone under the same banner. Right. 
You know, mm-hmm. with boxing, there's so many different titles. WBO, so many, yeah, that's the problem with boxing. Can you really mind. like? Do you do we really know who the best boxer is when there's no. like so many different fucking titles? You the, know? With the UFC, it's yeah. like they streamline it for you. Mm-hmm. But the, I think the only thing that boxing has that's even close to that is the is what what is that the heavyweight linear belt mm-hmm. and the, the linear belt yeah. the linear belt yeah. yeah. And the other part with boxing that's different as well is that you also have not only several different belts, several different organizations and associations, but you also have several different media groups with their own interests. So you have like ESPN and Top Rank, mm-hmm. right? right? And you right. have Canelo and Dazin, right? You got or, Showtime, or HBO, you, yeah. Like everyone has an agenda, mm-hmm. right? So it's like you know you'll you'll never see Canelo fight another big person who might be under Top Rank because right, right. 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 It's kind of like Joel Santana and Lil Wayne. Like we'll never see that album because of all the contractual mm-hmm. bullshit mm-hmm. Yeah. that they'll have to go through right yeah. so and that time has passed anyways <sighs> yeah you saw something similar I'm back in the day fan. i'm a fan of both but yeah the, what time has passed? Boxing's time has passed? No, Joel Santana, Little Wayne album. Yeah, that oh. was a total... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that time is way past. Yeah. <laughs> no, but as far as boxing, yeah, I agree that you, you'll you never know, you know. So I think the UFC unified it, but as far as boxing, pugilism is always going to survive, I think. Like, boxing as a sport is always going to be around because mm. it's just... there's The people that are fans of boxing are, like, such diehard fans, you know? Like... That felt really good saying pugilism, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You were just dying to get that one. No, the thing is that I was struggling to remember what the hell we were talking about. (laughs) And then I pulled that word out of nowhere. Pugilism. And then it just brought you everything back. It's one of those like automatic, like, oh, okay, he knows what he's talking about. I know know where you pulled that card I was like, who? I was like, Dr. Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man, I think we should wrap this up. Got a nice ring to it. Wait, wait, let's hear more about this Dr. Cruz stuff. Dr. Cruz? Yeah. What a great. I don't know that I want to hear more about Dr. Cruz. Uh, is there any you, you got any social media where, where people can look you up and like website anything you want to plug anything like that to be honest with you I'm not one to do a shameless plug okay. um, my, my social media is just my first and last name Malad it's Twitter and Instagram but you know I'm, I'm just it's just not my style yeah gotcha you know, it's interesting like I just like it's kind of like with the athletes I'd rather them get the shine I just want to be in the background doing the business I respect it man yeah, I, I respect it, it. Yeah. Man, yeah I Me appreciate too. you coming through man Thank you it's a pleasure yeah. definitely man I'm about the background too man yeah. <laughs> Where can they find us, Renee? Um, they can look us up on uh, humansushibar.com. Humansushibar.com. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're and doing when, good. And when they get to Human Sushi Bar, they'll see get the merch, merch up there. You know what I mean? Word. And uh, that's where they can purchase it. And other than that, they can look us up on Instagram at Human Sushi Podcast. There you go. And on Facebook. I still don't know how the fuck you say the Facebook thing. I think it's like he- Facebook dot com slash yeah, human sushi or something i don't know they, uh, find <laughs> us on Facebook. who the fuck uses facebook man i use facebook it's my favorite one out of all of them. we're fucking old fogies I'm almost that's why <laughs> really? yeah i'm 39 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm never guess yeah. but listen yeah. facebook is my favorite one because it's not as serious as twitter rants but it's not as superficial as instagram Twitter, right in the Twitter's middle. the best. Perfect for me. Twitter's the best. Tw- and it's also Twitter, I've I think, is the to only one that's profitable. Who? Is it really? Twitter? Twitter just became profitable. Really? Yeah. Now? Like a, a year ago. Yeah. Mm. And Facebook I think, is far from profitable. Yeah. Netflix isn't either. Really? Well, Netflix is, ne- the play is like an acquisition or mm-hmm. like, I don't know. That's, that's what they're playing up billions. to for sure. Yeah. It's going to be an acquisition for yeah. sure. Yeah. 
they're spending like eight billion a year just on producing original content. It's yeah. insane. It's yeah. crazy. And like buying rights and all that other mm -hmm. shit. That's the new play. It's like just inflate the cost of the company, exactly the value, and get somebody to buy it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, someone will. Someone will fucking snatch it up. Mm -hmm. It's like most tech companies. Like they, yeah. they don't really make money. They just try to gain as many users, which is the product and the data, yeah. right? Yeah. And then they get sold to like Amazon. Yeah. Here we're not trying to do that. Here we're actually turning down sponsors because right you know we just have so many people uh, approaching us giving us money all the time hey know? i do want to give some shout outs man like there's there's uh, a couple homies that listen to the show See that we just completely bypassed loved that. love that i mean i just don't <laughs> you learn to like just block certain shit out honestly that, you see though you know? that is a very batman and joker moment he's just like laughing about this and you're just like no listen we're, yeah like i'm not this is not happening like i'm not i veto that you know, like, so I hate this guy. I was about to give my shout outs out. We're fifty one <laughs> episodes in. Like I've learned shit. I've learned by now. You know what I'm saying? Next episode, by the way, is fifty two, which means we've been doing it for a whole year, man. So Yo. congratulations. Oh, no. Shout out to you, yes. brother. Are you guys gonna shout do that me. uh that town hall thing? I'm pretty sure you guys mentioned that. Some we're gonna episode. do a variation of it. Yes. We're gonna do a variation yes. of it. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be dope. So, yeah. It's gonna be fun. That's it's gonna all be we'll nice, say man. right now. No, that's great, I, I did want to give some shout outs, man. There's like some people that listen to the show that just uh, we never shout out so like definitely shout out to eddie angel acknowledgements <laughs> shout out to eddie angel we've have we've had him on the show uh he was just featured in a magazine but i'm i think it was like voyage mia or yes. something like that yes and he is the only dude i know that can look cool in a fucking black and white picture holding a cat like Yo. my man came out holding a cat <laughs> and just looks like the most interesting man on earth so. i feel like it's like his like you know those uh comic book cards they used to print out or whatever like right his power is like mind control and he's got right that's cat. what i'm saying yeah. yeah like and like when he wants to say something the cat says it for him right <laughs> he don't even speak <laughs> yo badass picture though for yeah. sure yeah no shout out to eddie angel man uh shout out to gadget Gadget. Out, I just want to go back to Eddie Angel real quick and say he's so talented and so and Gadget too. Now that you mentioned him, yeah, too. look these guys up, man. Yeah. Gadget, you know, fucking dope ass DJ in his own right. He's out there in Colorado doing his thing, like opening up for a bunch of fucking big acts and shit. Like these yeah. are dudes that listen to the show all the time, and I just like uh, neglect to shout them out. So. Acknowledgements. Shout out to those guys. Shout out to everybody listen. Listen yeah. to everybody listen. Everybody listen. I don't know what language I'm speaking <laughs> at this point, man. It's all good. <laughs> Thanks again, Milad, for being here. Yeah, thank you yes. for having me. And let's get the fuck up out of here. Peace out, y'all.